the frying pan. And into the fire, run. Run! Welcome to episode four of Out of the Frying Pan, a Middle-earth strategy battle game podcast. A podcast so loud you could shoot it in the dark. My name's Stuart and I'm here with Dan. Um, Sam is not here tonight. Unfortunately, he's um, probably gone to bed, hasn't he, Dan? Nine <laughs> is his usual bedtime. <laughs> gets tired, bless him. He does, he does. Well, we normally start recording about this time and he's already kind of um, getting a bit tired and then by the end of the show he's... Uh, Usually just sort of disappeared off. Um, <laughs> we can wind him up because he's not here, so we can say all kinds of things. No, well, Sam, Sam's busy this way. Basically, I was a little bit poorly earlier in the week. Um, was stuck very close to my the, the white porcelain thrones in my in my house. We'll leave that there. Um, so on Monday night, we couldn't we couldn't record. Um, and this is the kind of the reserve reserve night really. And Sam couldn't make it, but we're we, we're still. I'm going to fire ahead tonight and record, and we're recording again next week anyway, so we've kind of switched around what we were going to discuss tonight and what we're going to discuss next week. So you're going to get two shows in fairly short succession after our sort of a bit of a Christmas break we've had. Um, but um, yeah, how have you been, Dan? How's things? You all right? Yeah, all good. Um, Christmas was the usual uh, overindulgence, both of the alcoholic and the general foodstuffs type. Uh, I think I've put on a little bit of weight, so it's going to have to go during uh, not-so-dry January. It's not January at the moment, but <laughs> doing quite well. Um, I actually got loads of hobby done, which was really nice as well. Um, it's the first time I've had Christmas off, actually, in quite a while. So that was quite nice. I capitalised on that lots of time with the family, friends, and uh, with all little uh, plastic and resin friends as well. So <laughs> it's been good. Uh, how about yourself? Did you get up too much? Um Nothing, nothing too much to be honest with you. I haven't done too much hobby. We'll talk about that when we sort of go into the main sections of the show. But yeah, similar to you, lots of time with the family. The wife was still on maternity at that point. She's only just gone back after Christmas, so that's been the first sort of Christmas since we've been together that we've both been off. And I took, I shut my business down for sort of two weeks over Christmas. So we actually had, yeah, first time since we've been together, which is quite a while where we can sort of sit there and. Um, and, and not worry about work or either of us or, or stuff and we both work in or have worked in industries that um that kind of work you know we're always open over christmas period and things only having christmas day yeah. off that kind of stuff so no it's all it's all been good right so what we're going to do is i'll tell you what we've got coming up on the show and then we'll have our usual little break before we kick right in so um we're kind of going to have a bit of a bit of a sort of talk about the hobby we've been up to as usual in many meetings we're going to talk, talk about the 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 stuff we maybe had at Christmas or didn't have at Christmas in terms of hobby gifts and things um, and and then for Council of Elrond we're going to talk about the Middle Earth hobby bingo um, it's something that I did last year something that Dan's going to look at a bit of a bit of retrospectively because he sort of well picked up the hobby in the in the middle of the year he didn't sort of use the bingo and then we're going to talk about the plans for for 2020 and how hobby bingo might relate to that as well so pretty much what pretty much an episode theme around what we've just been doing and uh, what we're going to do for the whole year but anyway we'll go for a short break now because i am absolutely rambling and we'll catch you in a moment incom gaming the new center for tabletop wargaming in gloucestershire visit incomgaming.co.uk for great savings on pre-orders and all your hobby needs we stock many gaming systems and hobby accessories and can ship to anywhere in the uk 
market-leading gaming mats from GameMats.eu. Visit the store and check out how to turn your tabletop into a battlefield. Incom Gaming is based in the centre of Cheltenham and offers tables and scenery for casual and organised play with a fully licensed bar. Check out our events page for upcoming events where everyone is welcome. Visit incomgaming.co.uk. Incom Gaming. Come game, shop, drink. And we're back. It's many meetings. Uh, We're going to catch up and find out what we've been up to. Lord of the Rings and SPG related since we last recorded, which is nearly a month now. I think it's like 30 days or 28 days or something like that. So it's getting close to a month. So... Um, first off, we'll start with a little bit of news about the New Year Open Day. I don't think there was a lot, was there, Dan? I, unless I've missed something. I don't think there was anything new Not show. to my knowledge. It was mostly uh, sort of the main two lines, uh, predominantly 40k. Um, mate Nick was there and I got him to keep an eye out for me, but I don't think there was anything particularly groundbreaking. We got... An awful lot in December, in fairness, didn't we? So, oh yes, Christmas. absolutely. It wouldn't be. There's nothing I was concerned about. I, I think that the team or some of the team may have been there. I'm sure I saw someone announce it, but I can't remember. <laughs> I might have been too drunk over Christmas, but uh, there wasn't anything in the in the groups, and there would have been if there was anything you shown. And of course, it would have been on Warhammer Community anyway. Um, I'm sure I read that someone said that they've thumbed through the um, the new match play supplement, so that was there potentially to thumb through um, but we knew so much about that anyway because of the the seminar at throne of skulls and and and, and uh, again warhammer community so so no news but we already know there's so much new stuff that's just come out anyway and we're still going to be waiting for new releases and there's potential of new models coming up anyway so lots of exciting stuff to look for um and the next bit of news was well it's, it's news from today so we're recording on the 16th uh, of january and uh, it was sad news today that christopher tolkien has passed away at age of 95 so um it's obviously um done an awful lot for the uh for, for tolkien fans um by editing his so much of his father's work and making sure that we weren't left with lord of the rings and and just the hobbit really there were so many more texts that were published and edited by him that um it's very sad that he's uh, passed away and our condolences go to to his family i mean we obviously never know him personally but uh, definitely something that's going to rock the lord of the rings fandom around the world i'd say absolutely um to be fair though i mean 95 Fair play. Yeah. So uh, it's, 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 I'll say that's a life well lived, and he's he's given us an awful lot of joy. Um, mm-hmm. He did finish up uh, Fall of Gondolin, and he even said in the foreword there that was that was it. That was the last. So at least in that respect, he he finished what he wanted to achieve with his father's work and with his own work. So yeah, you know, there's there's a lot to be said for that. So you know, fair play, and uh, you know, I've got a glass in hand raised to him. Uh, you know, he's I've read all the stuff that he. Uh, wrote in you know following on from his father's legacy and uh it's brought me a lot of joy so yeah well i've got a cup of tea in hand but that's also very fitting i imagine um i'm in the middle of listening to the baron and luthien on audible so uh yeah it's um it's yeah very sad but like you you mentioned at least he's not finished anything sort of halfway through and he felt that he'd finished the things that he wanted to do which is very good Right. Well, we won't we won't dwell on that because we'll just be going round and round in circles and and and, and turning a, a nice little comment into something that becomes cheesy. Um, so let's talk about what we've been up to since we've uh, last recorded. So, so Dan, take us through what you've been doing, HPG hobby related since since we recorded in December. 
Well, it sort of ties into something you've been doing, which is finalising uh, and releasing tickets for Flotsman Jetsam. Mm-hmm. So I have, uh, as I've said in previous casts, been working on my Lothorian form to pair up with Sam. Uh, so we got tickets uh, for that, or a ticket for the pair of us. Uh, he's been working on his Lord of the Rings models. Uh, he's been working on his uh, Fellowship. So I took a green alliance for that, so I decided to paint this new army, which is Lothlorien, and I managed to get them painted and based over the Christmas period, which was which was good, because I'll, I'll be straight up, I was struggling a little bit with them through December. Um, I just needed to sort of break the back of it, mm-hmm. and I uh, sat down and, and did that, and uh, got them all finished up, what was it, a week or so ago? They completely were put to bed, uh, got them all based, etc., yeah, I think it was just over a week ago, last Wednesday. Yeah, it wasn't, I think wasn't I too long. They, they look fantastic as well, and I know what you mean. About oh, thank you very much. Them up. Some, sometimes you need to get to that point where you can see the end to start enjoying a project. When you've got so many stages left, and you know it's going to take lots and more, lots more time, and you've got other projects to do as well, it can be a bit of a chore. But once you get to that point when you go, actually, I can see this in a number of sessions or hours left. Um, it makes a big change to it. So um, now they, they look awesome now, and I love the sort of slightly alternative scheme you've done it with the red and cause the red and the green and the gold just look really, really good together. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pleased with how they come out. Um, I needed to get to that point where you sort of yeah it clicks. Um, and I think that for me was when I got all of the the base colours down and I hit them with the oil wash. And from that point, I'd caught them up to where I'd done some of the more sort of you know um, the characters and the the guard. I thought, right, now we can just forge on and do each process through. Mm. So, um, yeah, and I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing because I thought, you know, I, as I've previously mentioned, I've got quite a lot of projects on, not just Middle-earth, but I do have some more Middle-earth to come. And I'm, I'm acutely aware that these deadlines are starting to roll around. Um, so I wanted to do them while I was still infused and not make a rush and a hash of them. So I thought, you know, let's finish these guys. So getting them finished was good. I picked up the steel for the case that I'm putting them in um, because they're magnetized to steel. Picked that up today, so um, that's now sorted. That's, so they're com- I'm completely ready for March now, which is cool. <laughs> and when was the last time you were finished that early for an event when it's a new army for the event? I can understand if you've taken an existing army, but I, that's that's pretty well, it's pretty good going, isn't it? Yeah, I tend to leave it a little bit more. I mean, <laughs> usually it's heresy and it's 3,000 points and I give myself something like three months tops i'm usually finished maybe a week maybe two if i'm lucky before the actual event itself and even then i'm always a bit like oh make it i'm gonna make it so it is quite nice to have that sort of stunt though although the risk always is oh what if i change this before the event so i'm deliberately <laughs> not doing that it's done everything's done well you not have got time it. to completely change the army haven't you and, and do another one no 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 not at all i don't want to hear you say that <laughs> it's not changing it's done <laughs> well you've got a second army painted now as well so yeah, that's true. Um, although, unfortunately, both of them are good. I, I, I did think about doing evil. Um, and greetings from the warp are doing an event mm-hmm. in the summer that uh, I'm very tempted to do evil for. And there's things coming up at the latter end of the year as well, um, potentially that we will discuss as part of our other segment that yeah. uh, I've got ideas for. Again, evil, because it would be nice. I mean, some events require one of each anyway, so I would like to be able to go to those and not have to worry about getting something painted very quickly. Yeah. It'd be nice to have a sort of a, a solid bedrock of three to four armies that are painted, you know, maybe to a thousand points each. So I could just mix and match or take what I need. That that covers me for all eventualities, especially if I've got one from each 
age, so to speak, of mm-hmm. each factions of good and evil. That's good. That's That'd definitely good. a good size. So thousands are really, really good size for it. You'll find it a lot. You, you, can, you probably don't need as much for some. Um, well, um, speaking of that, I, I did pick up my Iron Hills Chariot over Christmas period. I got um, uh, vouchers, essentially, for um, cash for Christmas. And uh, that's enabled me to pick up a few bits and pieces I needed, including the uh, chariot for Mine Hills. So that's a project, but it wasn't the most important project. So <laughs> as much as I want to do it, I've, there's a few things I need to do first, which is a bit of a gutter, but I need to be strict. As much <laughs> as it is a hobby, I, I do have, you know, I've booked tickets for things and I've said I'll do stuff in a certain time. So one of our yeah. commitments, etc. Well, you've, got, you've got a heresy event this, this coming weekend, haven't you? And you're painting some yes, um, residently. Yes, although I didn't have to games. paint anything for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't make excuses up. <laughs> I'm painting some Resident Evil board game stuff for your brother as well, aren't you? So you, you yeah, that's his Christmas hobby. present. He he asked me to um, paint those up for him as his Christmas present because um, well, he can't. So he wants to learn. So he, you know, that might be something he comes down to do. He's quite interested in the whole Lord of the Rings thing, actually. So I might make a convert of him. Good. He lives in Nottingham as well. So what I expect is, you know, what what excuses he got? He lives <laughs> five minutes drive, I think, from Whitehall World. Actually, no, opposite side. Yeah, but either way, he's he's got less excuse than I have for not playing. (laughs) And he's got a good job, so, you know, no excuses. I'd say get him in. Get him, definitely. Well, he's going to possibly come up in March. Um, He wants to spend a day and we show him how to paint some stuff. So um, if I can kind of get the hook into him, show him that it's not difficult. I mean, when we were younger, much younger, um, he did used to come down with me occasionally to um, the local games workshop in Peterborough, and he did do a little... Sort of, you know, you, you do the painting with the, the staff, they, they run you through a few bits. But these were the dim and distant days of the odd hex pots, and you didn't get the fancy washes, you didn't get all of these foundation paints and contrasts and stuff. So, <laughs> as much as we were like, we we're all crusties, and we go, Oh, it was harder in my day, but it was, it was, yeah. and that it's an amazing thing that it's not anymore. I think it's fantastic. We've got all of these wonderful products, and not just from Games Workshop, from a myriad of other companies that are producing all these things that make. Life so much easier, you know, and oh, all the military well, certain, certain colours are just tough to paint. And if you wanted to paint oranges and yellows and things, it was just hard. <laughs> oh yeah, there wouldn't have been an Imperial Fists army fifteen <laughs> years ago. Not a not a hope in hell. Not until they dropped Tau Sep Oka did that become a possibility. Um, but the world's a different place, so mm. I'd like to be able to show him that. And maybe even if he was not going to get involved in the hobby in a hardcore way, it'd be kind of cool if I could share that with him. Yeah, because yeah. you know he did the typical younger brother thing, and I go, "You play with these orcs from the second edition set, and I'm going to play with my space marines, and all your stuff's dead, and I feel good." <laughs> and he'd sit there going, "Why am I doing this, Mum? I want to go play with the Nintendo." And she'd go, "No, play with your brother." <laughs> so it's, you know, it'd be it'd be nice if we got you know reconnect on that level. Yeah, Perhaps I might let him win this time as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's um, I think it's a healthy thing if he wants to do it. Then it's, it's just yeah, great. he's expressed some interest, so it'd be, that'd be cool, something to do together because I don't really see him. Well. So it, it, the fact that he's interested in doing something that I'm interested in, that's great because he, he plays a lot of video games, but mm. I haven't got the time these days. So it'd be nice if we had something to connect with. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So yourself, what have you been up to? Well, you, we, we were talking, I, was, I see something on your notes that, that, that we haven't finished, we haven't talked about yet, but is that because you're, you're potentially wavering uh, when you're talking about planning for Throne of Skulls or do you want to save that for... Uh, your hobby I was kind of going to save that for the hobby bingo, not only b- because, and this is partly your fault, <laughs> one, I had this fantastic idea of what I was going to do, and, uh, and then we- I actually looked on Games Workshop and found out what was available and went, <laughs> the word I can't use because it's a family podcast. 
um, because you can no longer get the standard mounted ring wraiths, the, the nine, the, the, the black mm. riders, so to speak. You can only get the, the character ones, so that was a bit of a bit of a spoke, stick in the spokes for that. Um, and secondly, because you've we, been... We kind of workshopped an idea, didn't we? Yeah, and you, you, it's, <laughs> it's in there like an earworm at the moment, so... Well, and if I you don't do it, it, I might even I might do it, so... Uh, let... <laughs> it depends if Forgewater are good to us this year. I think that'll be whether I, I break or not. I can paint an army quite quickly, so we'll see how the, the period goes on. <laughs> I'll, either way, I'll buy my Throne of Skulls ticket, and I've, I've got this idea in my head. It's kind of already worked out. I may have drawn out a... a the display board plan and a few other bits and good, pieces while good, good I work. to hear it because it's a cracking idea if you if you if you get to do it. But we will cover that as part of the hobby bingo section, though I think. Cool. <laughs> uh, right then. So um, I'm just hopefully I'm not sounding too echoey to everyone. I'm uh, I'm not in my office. Um, my uh, my youngest is teething at the moment and having a bit of a restless night, and uh, he would have been right next in the next room from my office. So I'm in the conservatory and I can hear I'm a bit more echoey in my ears. So hopefully it just doesn't sound too bad on the cast. It's too late. <laughs> Can't do anything about it now anyway. But uh, so that's the reason why if I do sound echoey. But um, so um, I didn't get loads and loads of hobby done over Christmas. Uh, my plan was to. Um, do some building was to spend a lot of time building the stronghold kit that I picked up just before Christmas from the uh, from my local game store. He bought some in, um, expecting people to want them, um, and uh, and I missed out on it. I think I talked about it in the last podcast actually, but I missed out on it, not realising it was a limited thing, not really thinking about it because I was at Throne of Skulls. And then thinking, oh, that was a really good saving. I have to buy the kit separately. And he messaged me a couple of days after and said, I've got one. I knew you'd want one. Do you want one? So I've got that. So I'm very happy. But I was so busy. I think um, time with the family and the kids and stuff, I just didn't really have any evenings where I felt that it was appropriate for me to sit there and build or disappear off into my room. So I didn't really get anything done over Christmas. Um, but I've done a little bit since then. I have I've built all of the... Um, the the walls and the, the 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 watchtowers and I've built one of the Rohan houses, sort of standard like, and I've just got the the five remaining house kits to decide what I do with, because um, that'll be one of the tables for Flotsam and Jetsam. But that's kind of the only the only kind of actual hobby, as in building or painting something that I've I've done since we last recorded, which is for me quite a, quite a small amount. I'm, new, I'm normally got something on the go all the time. Um, but um, I've, I've been doing lots of prep for Flotsam and Jetsam, so obviously everyone's well aware of that now. I can't imagine anyone starting on episode five of oh, episode four of our podcast and not listening to the earlier ones. But um, the tickets went on sale last week on Thursday, I think. Um, sold out in like an hour and forty-five minutes, so really chuffed. Um, but it just means I've got you know I've got to make sure that I uh, finish all the work that I've got to do for it to make sure it's delivered. Um, so I'm um, sort of pre- pre- preparing scenery and, and tables for that now. I've got four more tables to kind of build and paint myself. I've got four that are already done um, from my own my own stuff. I'm doing adding four more, so I'll end up with a sort of collection of eight tables, all for SBG. Um, it's good. It's handy for for doing events and stuff. But um, so yeah, so that's that's kind of what I've been doing really. I've got pretty much everything bought now. It's just a matter of building and painting it. Um, I've bought um, some so a few people would have seen um, the Helm's Deep model that I posted up pictures of a toy um, that's not anything to do with the event but that same company make other play sets um, they do a Bridget Kazadum play set as well so I've got a couple of those which I'm going to be using as a kind of a, a Moria based sort of table 
I've built some um, resin pillars and I've got loads of blue foam so that will become kind of a, a rocky um, cavernous kind of Moria themed type table so that's all bought ready to go I've got some um, MDF kind of hobbit hole type things they're from TT Combat and they're actually made with little square buildings with roofs just in the style I'm not going to make them like that I'm actually going to make the, the hills out of blue foam just like you would with the forge roll kits I just couldn't really afford um, to go out and buy like five or six um, of the forge rod kits for the event. Unfortunately, I will purchase them at some point. But I'm going to use these, break these kits down, and just use the fronts, um, and then build up the foam around. If that makes sense. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. I'm, I, you're putting a lot of effort into these tables, and they really do uh, help make an event. And definitely things that we've run myself in the past and run myself. People always notice. I mean, generally people are quite forgiving as long as it's not you know a couple of cardboard boxes but um yeah it really can go the extra mile as it's been said before the table is often the third player mm-hmm. so it's really nice to play on on great table and I, and I love the venue so i'm actually i'm so excited i'm dead excited about coming down and watch play i'm really excited about running it to be honest with you but yeah i definitely want the tables to look good now there's um i think that the tables are going to look good they're not going to be they're not going to be stunning so they're not kind of your they're not all sort of boards so to speak built out of um ndf and um and, and foam and and sort of warhammer world style stuff they are all going to be mats um but they're mats rather than just a green painted table with a few bits chucked on they're all going to be themed the whole the whole idea is that every table I've, I've added to my own collection they're in like really useful boxes and they're labeled up and i've built stuff to go on that table to, to to represent something so one will be shire and there'll be a map that goes with it one will be kind of general countryside call it brie land or something like that so more farmland but normal houses rather than hobbit holes um there's an osgiliath themed board there's a kind of a gondor area theme so it's more kind of more rural with some ruins and things and so there's a theme to everything if that makes sense um oh yeah but i mean you say that you know you know it's not quite forge world or it's not Warhammer world or etc but if it was a hobbyist yeah you prefer that but as a gamer i prefer that and yeah. ultimately it is a gaming event they roll better roll but dice better you have less things sliding down hills as someone uses resin bases something with a, a quite smooth surface that's at an incline that can be a bit of a a bit of a swine especially if you're playing something where positioning is so important like middle earth yeah i know what you mean i mean i'm just thinking and I mean, I've not been to one of his events, but if you think of um, Steve Crow, who's on, you know, runs Top Table Gaming, um, you'll know him from that probably, Dan, rather than anything else. Oh, yeah, yeah. His, I know his events, as I said, I've not been to him, but I know he builds these these amazing boards and he does videos of how he does it. So it's, they're, they're not to that level, but while they're mats, you know, I've, I've put the effort in to try and make them rather than just like generic kind of fantasy tables or generic, here's a few ruins that I'm trying to make them look like you know like, like there's some effort and some thought gone into it and, and a decent amount of terrain on each board rather than just four or five pieces i want to make sure that there's there's a lot um so we'll see how it goes but that's the plan i've still got you know, we've still got through best part of three months to to do four tables worth and then there's going to be one or two tables worth from the store um i think um chris whitehouse one of the locals is gonna loan me his scratch built um Osgiliath stuff so that then I will only use one one table from the store so there's only 10 because it's doubles there's only 10 tables to get together so that, that covers the, the 20 teams um, it's quite it's, it's a it's a nice 
nice not to have to make so many. But anyway, so that's what I've been doing lots of prep wise with that. I've been doing lots of work on the so the rules pack went out. That's all finished. Um, I'm using Tawny. So the people who've been to Articon will have used Tawny. So Tawny's a um, a website that you kind of runs your, your event for you. It does your matchups in a Swiss system basically. Um, people can kind of they log in they can log their results they can do their voting for best army and all that kind of stuff within it um, and it kind of runs itself on the day as long as everyone fills in their results um, it should work I shouldn't have to do anything it should leave me freer to go around and, and answer questions and, and, and manage the event but I can manually enter into stuff if people are struggling but so I've been using Tawny um, so the, the lovely Andrew Cox which again a, a large chunk of people listening to this will know who he is he's um well known on the SPG scene um, he's got his own YouTube channel at the moment Beard Clipper which is great he plays lots of different war games and there's loads of um, sort of terrain building kind of stuff on there and he's just really interesting to listen to it's kind of I have him on in the background quite a lot while I'm um, working so if you haven't checked out um, his um, YouTube channel Beard Clipper go and have a look um, but yeah he's um, been super helpful he's added some extra function to help the doubles part work there might be a couple of extra bits that are added before the event as well so he's been yeah he's been really really helpful really good um, just it's amazing what you can kind of do and you send someone a message and say I want to use your software and it's so cheap to use as well it's costing, it's costing me next to nothing the amount of hours he's put into it he's definitely not making any money off the back of this at the moment but um, it's yeah I, I like using technology for things um, and this would mean I will have paper there if we need it but it should mean that everyone should I imagine have one of the one member of the team should have a smartphone or a smart device with them um, and they can find their table number find their match up and they can find their uh, and enter their results all from their phone um, so fingers crossed it all works smoothly on the day but I, I like stuff to work like that um, so I've been doing that what else have I been doing um, I've mentioned um, so watching Andrew's videos been watching um, Top Table Gaming I sort of mentioned um, Steve Crow a moment ago they did a couple of live first live SPG games I don't know if you caught either of those or, or have watched the playbacks on YouTube afraid not uh, it's on the list you did you did point them out um, really I wanted good. to give them due consideration and uh, I'll be honest when I've been sort of speed painting through a lot of this stuff it's been catching up on a few podcasts and uh, just general just waffle on <laughs> Netflix that I've just been putting on in the corner you know those guilty pleasures that you know back to back like Archer and things like that so <laughs> I just I need to find some time to actually just sit and, and give it the due attention it deserves yeah yeah absolutely I've been putting them on again what about I used to for a long time I'd only listen to podcasts when I work because I wouldn't be looking at the screen but I've been putting stuff on my iPad and I tend to find I can I can multitask better than I, better than I thought but I've just been watching the games and uh it's the kind of games I like watching. So some I like all different kinds of battle reports and Zorpa Zorp do some really, really good ones as well because the camera is good and the, the conversation is really engaging so it makes you want to watch. Um, and then you get the kind of battle reports which are a bit shaky camera kind of stuff. And I'm not knocking that. If I did a battle report, that's exactly what I'd do because I'd be doing it on my iPhone because I haven't got a nice camera, etc., etc. So, so not, not knocking those ones that are lower budget, but this is really high level stuff. There's different camera angles I keep switching between it's very much like watching something on Warhammer TV um, and then they for the live games they're commentating so there's two of them commentating as well which I really like oh. I really like when the the players can't hear what the commentators are saying and they're talking through the game they're speculating so like, well, I wonder if he's doing this because of this and then they're explaining why things have happened and it helps you learn 
and it makes it very watchable. It turns something that is something I like toy soldiers, but do they transfer into something that's watchable on the television to transfer into something that's as watchable as sport if you like sport, that kind of thing. So I, I like that. It might not be for everyone, but if you like that kind of thing, definitely go and check out Top Table Gaming's live live streams. Really, did you ever watch any for War Machine, Dan, when you used to play War Machine? Uh, the odd bit here and there. I was into it quite early on. I mean, it was very much in his infancy. Mm-hmm. Um when my local group picked it up, there's a guy called Joe who really got into it and he bought about four or five different factions for that. And I ended up um, inheriting initially some Cricks and yeah. then some Kador. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, again, when it was all very early models, very lead um, or white metal as it was back then, you know, when everything fell to pieces, mm-hmm. you had to pin everything three or four times. So it, there wasn't much in the way of media about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was quite a bit by the time I was I was playing on towards sort of the mid and end of their second edition. I don't want to talk this turn there's a point to this anyway, I'm not talking to turn this is a war machine show. Um is that it's it was always quite widely regarded as a as a fairly balanced war game in terms of the competitive nature. Um, and a lot of the most competitive war gamers for a period migrated towards um, War Machine, especially when fantasy became AOS. A lot of the competitive fantasy players went to second edition War Machine and the big events and stuff and the big cons, especially in America, had a very kind of high-end video setup for a lot of their games were commentated by the uh, by the, the makers of the game and things. And, and it was almost eSports light if you in that kind of presentation of it. And... Type top table gaming and gives it that kind of feel. As I said, it makes it into a show, something that's just just watchable. So yeah. Anyway, that's quite a big plug for them. And let's be, they've not asked me to do that it's just because I generally liked it. It's something I was quite impressed with. So go and go and check them out. Um, there's probably other stuff I've done. I mean, I didn't get one of. I bought. I've been. I bought a few things um, which aren't on my list there. So I got some vouchers for uh, Christmas and for my birthday, which was last week. Um, so I did a little bit of hobby purchase and I ordered my um order the Galadrim I need for um for my Defenders of Helm Steep list. And so I needed a box of plastic Galadrim, so I've ordered those. And I ordered a couple of extra Royal Guard and things. So just just little little bits like that. Um, my wife bought me a Tolkien Society membership for uh, as one of my uh, one of my birthday presents, which is cool. Um That's cool. Yeah, it's something I looked at and I thought it's, it's you know it's it's not super expensive. It's also a lot of money, and I'm not really sure what I'll get from it or whether I enjoy it. And it's just a really nice gift. So you get your welcoming pack with like your postcards and pictures, and and you get your little fanzines each month and stuff. So, it'd be interesting to see what that's like being a member for a year and any little bits and things I get sent through. But um, yeah, it was good. Very much of a kind of very hobbity theme Christmas and, and birthday. So I've got a drinking tea out of a prancing pony mug at the moment, and I got a, a, a Tolkien this year's Tolkien calendar and. Um, um, talking or Middle Earth based t-shirts and a map for my new office when I finished moving into it in, in a couple of months time so yeah lots of hobbity things but I had to buy my own models I don't tend to get those for Christmas which is good because no one will know what I wanted but um, um, and the only other thing, thing I've got on the, the list here is we were going to talk a little bit what about the show plans for the year um, I don't really want to go into too much detail now because Sam's not here as well um, but I think I don't know I think all I can say is that we, we, we plan to try and put out to a month but we're not going to ever have any fixed dates because there's, th- there's three of us that uh, all have different um, 
life schedules and work schedules and things and it's not easy to and we don't want to commit to stuff and then people say you're late but um the shows will continue to be a bit of a mix so you've got a show like this one we're just sort of talking about plans or we've got one when we go into in depth into a book or something and there will be more interviews i think we've got about four people who have definitely agreed to come on and interview um including um andrew cox talk about tawny a bit better than i could a few minutes ago so it's just a matter of getting those interviews booked in now so you will have a mix of um hobby if anyone's got any ideas or things they would like to hear about on the show or like to hear us cover um, give us a shout we not, can't promise we'll definitely do it anyone thinks they would be a good guest would like to come on and talk about something whether that's an event organiser or something or, um, at some point I'd like to get someone that's uh, um, um, involved in the GBHL um, in the running of it to come on and talk a little bit about what GBHL league is in terms of, of how it works because I know there's a lot of new players in the system at the moment that might get confused between what the GBHL difference between GBHL Facebook group and then there's a um, channel which has got the same name on, on YouTube but it's it's just a it's a podcast channel rather than this and that and I think a lot of new players and I know that we've we've brought some new players with us from from the heresy scene they probably don't know all these things so if there's anyone listening who um, um, is, is tournament scene kind of regular and or, or involved in that maybe wants to come on as well and sort of explain to people I think it'll be useful um, but anything you thought or you'd like to add to that Dan? No so, I mean we've obviously as we discussed um we all have lives uh, and the people we'd like to speak to have lives as well. So sometimes <laughs> uh, we have to do it on a somewhat more ad hoc basis. Obviously we had Jeremy on and that involved logging in quite early on a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, These things time, sometimes time take zones, a bit of time. Time zones can be an issue. So well. yeah, we, we've, we've got lots planned and uh, all of it's pretty good stuff. Uh, working out at what point it slots into the schedule is, is probably more the issue rather than actually having content to put in, which is a really good position to be in more than anything else. It's, it's exciting. There's lots of stuff to do. Uh, it's uh, trying to prize some of the uh, talent out of uh, Sam because he's he's uh, actually a very talented individual and uh, we're hoping we can showcase some of that awesome stuff to you guys as well. He's uh, <laughs> a, bit of a, a bit of a sort of star in disguise is our Sam, so uh, hopefully uh, he'll... Uh, get some stuff out to you guys on that as well and um yeah we've got some there's good, lots of different people there definitely if anyone's listening um, to his other podcast which he mentioned on the earlier shows will will know his 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 skills for uh, voices and things and things so we never know we might be some some more some things that go on a different different direction than you'd originally thought from the way we've been so far but good <laughs> good good fun things for the, for the show as well that are different something for everyone <laughs> it's all good Right, so we are rambling. So it is time to go for another break. When we come back, um, the Council of Elrond will be us talking about Hobby Bingo. Lord Marshal Great, sir. Legion reinforcements now visible on the left flank. Ah, about time. The wolves, I see. Uh, no, sir. Ultramarines, sir. But they're wearing grey, Proclamator Fennec. Fox message said new recruits, sir. No time to paint armour. At least the Raven Guard are in black armour. Sorry, sir. That's more Ultramarines. For Empress sake, box them and find out why. Also new armour, sir. Their eye lenses are red and the bolt guns are silver. Three colours minimum, sir. What the? Get on the box now and tell them to contact Miniature Realm Studio. Miniature Realm Studio, sir. Yes, Fennec. Miniature Realm Studio offers a commission painting service, competitive rates, and a range of painting standards to suit most budgets and requirements. Yes, sir. I suppose they do say that fully painted is for closers. What does that even mean, Fennec? Uh, 
Oh, I don't know, sir. Miniature Realm Studio can be found on Facebook, on Twitter at Miniature Realms, on Instagram at Miniature Realm Studio, or just drop Stuart an email at miniaturerealmstudio at gmail.com. We're back with the Council of Elrond. Um, so this um, episode's topic is the Middle Earth Hobby Bingo. So we thought we'd um, talk a little bit about last year's results, which is mainly me, but the way we're going to do it is that, that Dan's going to go through the list as well and tick off what he would have got based on the, the, the stuff he did. And then we're going to look at the, the, the hobby, Middle Earth Hobby Bingo for 2020 um, and try and think, you know, look at how many we think we're going to be able to do um, and then how we're going to achieve them. So we're also kind of talking about our plans for, for 2020 as well. I um, <laughs> I got into bed last night, Dan, and I uh, put on YouTube, as I quite often like to do, just before I go to sleep. And I went on to the GBHL podcast, um, which is, I know you, you've not been watching this, so I've been watching this for a few years. Um, and then the, the royalty SPG royalty that there is of the, that is Damien O'Byrne um, doing a hobby blog on there um, covered uh, covered hobby bingo for last year and what his plans were for next year. So uh, this isn't copying that, even though it's stole that thunder. How rude! He clearly recorded it a couple of weeks ago and put the shout as well. I just watched it and thought that's that's what we just decided to do as our fill-in show. Um, but anyway, <laughs> it, it, it's it shows it's topical. But um, uh, yeah, so. Uh, um, so, let's, how do we want to go through this, Dan? Do you do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first with the, the sort how about of twenty? We go, you go through, and ah, I'll say we, if I managed it or yeah, not. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's let's go box by box rather than a sort of having oh, left monologues. to right running down. And um, left to right running down. That looks, sounds good to me. So, um, mid, so the, the twenty nineteen, the first box was finish a good army of at least six hundred points. So I definitely got that one, and I did too. Yeah, that was well. That was that's. You did it with your Iron Hills. I did. Um, comfortably. I What did I do? I did... Du, 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 du. The Lake Town was the first lot. I did Army of the Dun, Dead of Dunharrow. There's easily 600 in that. And I did Army of Thraw. And I think there's 600 in, in Iron Hills as well, probably. Close. Sure enough. There or there. So I might have done it four times. <laughs> Definitely done it with three. May, it may have been a fourth. Um, but it only counts as one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next one then so paint a model for an army you don't currently play so I've given yep. myself a mark for that because as soon as I because I painted one army first and then I painted a model for a, a second one and I wasn't currently playing it so surely that's uh, I'd say that counts well, sure that counts well, you, I think you would have got that as well yeah I, because I didn't, I didn't play anything so <laughs> I didn't currently play anything well you painted your first elf for last year as well didn't you you would have you painted a different model didn't you I painted Legolas from the Defenders of Lake Town. You did. So, yeah, I get that as well. So you would have got that. as fantastic. Um, and then paint a new version of a model you don't currently own. Now, I didn't get that because they were all pretty much... I didn't own any Middle-earth models. Um, or did I? I had some in a box. I had the old Fellowship in a box and I had some... But, yeah, I didn't, definitely didn't paint anything new last year of a model, a new version of a model I already owned. See, this is irritating because I could have potentially got this one. I actually did have um, the plastic Fellowship Sprue yeah. kicking about, and I got rid of it um, before I picked up the Defenders of Lake Town Legolas, so I could have potentially got this one, but <laughs> alas not. I nearly did. If the um, the When they brought the um, the young Balindwallen and, and, and Thorin back out, if they brought that out a little bit earlier, I would have 
bought them and painted those because I made conversions for my army that I took to Throne of Skulls. I'd say uh, that's a new version of a model you already yeah, but own, I, I, But I didn't buy it or paint it. So, um, ah, fair so, enough. That, I, if point. it came out a little bit earlier, I would have I would have bought those and painted those instead because I like to have the official things. But uh, but no, because I kind of starting from, from new practically from January last year, um, I didn't get that one. Um, next box was paint a monster or a siege engine. Yeah, I got that. I got I painted my uh, middle earth weapon of mass destruction, the uh, the blister. Yep, you did. I painted a blister as well, and I painted a um, uh, Gundabad troll as well. So oh, beautifully at that. He's. You I, I definitely want to use him. <laughs> no, I really do. <laughs> that, they, that that's coming up. I'll mention that. So, um, enter a middle earth game event. So I did four events last year, I believe. Unfortunately not. I, uh, technically, I didn't enter until I bought my ticket in January. So, but to be fair, you've done really well considering uh, you weren't doing the bingo. Um, but yeah, I saw what I did. I did Mel's event in January. So that was my first one. It was the one that was pretty much learning how to play on the, on the day. Um, and then I did an event in Worcester and I did the Quarter Moria event. So the Worcester event was Henry's event. I can't remember what it was called now. I think it was just a Worcester War Games one. And then Quarter Moria. Um, my, um, when was that? That was in Bristol. Um, and then I did Throne of Skulls. Yeah, so four events, so definitely. And then next line then, so convert a model, a simple weapon or head swap will count. So did you do any conversions for your... Uh... Not yet. I have many plans, but not yet. Um, I suppose there's less to do, isn't there, for something like an Iron Hills army, because you don't... Well, I do have plans of cutting uh, captains in half and adding to goat riders, but that's a later thing. Mm-hmm. That's potentially for 2020. Nice, nice. So I did a few, I think. So obviously I made the three young um, dwarves versions from the plastic um, Thorin's company set. I converted a couple of um, models for the Thor army, definitely. I did the made my own banner and I did a one with a horn as well. I might have done other bits as well. I think I did some for the, some of the Azog stuff. But yeah, definitely got that. Um, paint a model and incorporate a technique you haven't mastered. You could say you haven't. Um, ma- I, would, I, I could argue I haven't mastered any technique yet. If I want to be really kind of. <laughs> oh yeah, so self-deprecating yeah. and very very zen about it. But uh, I'd say there's nothing I've tried. I'm still relatively new to the whole oil washing thing. Uh, I was a late convert to that. I still did things the hard way, um, but I had already done that on other things, so it doesn't quite count. Well, it just says you in, in paint a model and incorporate a technique you haven't mastered. So if you were very new to, to using Yeah, I suppose so. I'd never used uh, oil washes on a, a Lord of the Rings model. To be honest, I hadn't used an oil wash on anything that didn't have power on So yeah. it is something new. Yeah, I'd, I'd say you'd probably have got that. But um, what did I... I counted the uh, the freehand on the banner for the... Because I don't do a lot of freehand. something you're very, very good at. Um, something that I'm not naturally good at with freehand. I'm not, even though I paint for a living, I'm not naturally a neat person when it comes to art or handwriting, those kind of things. I was, when oh. I did, I did art, I did A-level art rather than unit, uh, did history, but when I did art at A-level, I, my, I did massive big relief pieces, really kind of free-flowing organic type of work rather than kind of really detailed, finite, neat stuff. Um, so I kind of, you know, I'm not, it's not, I can do it, but it's not something that, that I, it comes to me as easy as others. So I haven't done loads and loads of freehand until this year. And, um, ah, this year was one of the first times I did it on a, on a, first time I ever did freehand on a banner. So I haven't, I still haven't mastered freehand. So I will, I will include that. 
Studios take commissions if anyone wants to set him a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have done. Com- I did a I did a banner for something else this year for, as part of a commission, but it's definitely the first year like, I've kind of started doing free hand on on banners and things. So I definitely would say it's a technique I still haven't mastered and tried it for the first time. But you are hard awesome. to find a space for it. Um, I'm a bit of an anal attentive, and to be honest, to confession time. I actually failed my RA level the first time. I had to retake it <laughs> because I, I aced all my practicals, but it was the bits of writing, you know. Yeah, and if I'll... you ever saw my handwriting, the whole uh, artist, no. I, was, I should have been a doctor. Let's I, put it that way. I, I, was, I dropped two grades on, on uh, this is really boring, but I dropped two grades on my level up from the, the, the coursework that goes with it. It's all the preparatory stuff. I used to sort of exactly. show like six weeks worth of working and notes and then do a final piece and I'd be getting A's on my final pieces and I got an A on my piece for my exam but I was getting uh, getting lower scores I was getting like E's and D's for my prep work because I knew what I wanted to do by then so I dropped a couple of grades but anyway this isn't important because I'm 42 and it was a long long time ago um, <laughs> it follows you forever it's on your permanent record I've seen American Dad <laughs> <laughs> um, build and paint some objective markers to match your army so did you do that I don't know if you did for your no army. not yet it's um, it's definitely on the cards uh, I want some uh, the, the bits and pieces that they're sort of fallen dwarves and um, I want to do sort of pigs with bits of elven arrows in them and oh, stuff nice. that'll, look, that'll look really cool expensive but it'll be really cool I made some yeah. really simple ones but I still get a tick I suppose they've got the, you know you can get those really miniature Dice that you, they're almost like jewelry dice, they got little holes in. They're like, ah, they're yes, like, yeah, they're like five mil by five mil. Dice. So, I got some of those, but I basically use the same basing scheme I've used a lot on my Hobbit era stuff. So, they're kind of rocks and the snow and the odd little tuft, and just made six of those and put the dice in. So, I did those ready for um, the January event, just so I had them. I've been using them for all my armies ever since. I'll, I'll do some new ones this year as my move my basing to um, with a new theme of the different armies i'm going to do um but yeah so i got i got that one i think some of these things i was definitely doing because what was on the bingo that maybe i wouldn't have but um so the next one is watch the hobbit trilogy did you did you do that oh yes um i watched the extendeds and uh, the, the the regular lengths as well so yeah, uh, yeah, I I watched them multiple times, so that was a that was a fairly easy. Oh, I need to drop the four Ks of those new, new line if you're listening. <laughs> um, I'm sure they will at some point, uh, probably around the time that something comes out on Amazon, just to kind of roll on the uh, on the wave. Um, what was the next one then? So finish an evil army of at least six hundred points. So Afraid not, no. And I this is what I thought I was going to do, and had planned to do, and I didn't. And this was probably the one thing that I'm disappointed that I didn't get around to doing it but I just ran out of time before Christmas getting this, my army ready for Throne of Skulls so the Azov's Hunter's Legion army which I was doing purely so I could tick this box and have a 600 point evil army um, that now, now grew to about 800 points worth of stuff um, but I still only painted the the warband of Gundabad and the, and the troll for it so I just didn't get around to finishing the rest it's all half done um, and that will probably be one of the first things I finish this year just to get it out of the way because um, I hate starting new projects with one other ones yeah. half finished and my OCD and it makes me twitch thing. As much as I want to to start all the new things straight away, I will I will try and get that finished. But we'll talk about that when we go to You're not alone there. And I want a game as well. I want to play those. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. And then the, so we're on to the, the third row now. So buy a model and paint it within forty eight hours of receiving. Legless. Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um me, no, big no. And I think it, I never thought I was going to do it. Didn't even come close to it. 
I think I would ha actually have to manipulate my purchases to do that, if that makes sense. Um, I very, I don't plan, I don't know exactly when I'm gonna be able to paint something. Um, obviously I paint for a living, so my work comes first and I couldn't tell you over the next sort of two weeks which evenings I might have time to do some of my own hobby. I will have time, but I don't know when it would be. So, and it's always the same. So it'd be very, very hard for me to just, for that to happen. I'd almost have to go, right, I think I'm gonna have a night painting then. So I am going to all of this now. <laughs> so it arrives think, in time for me to do it. And I, as much as I want to achieve as many boxes, it's a bit of fun. I didn't really want to manipulate it to that level, but yeah. The, uh, the old see-through ring bet, it was. That's an answer. Yeah, I bought them for as it. well. I picked those up at um, <laughs> Throne of Skulls, um, and I did think if I just base the the Bilbo one, which I need for my uh, <laughs> Survivors of Lake Town, if I base that on um, one of the in the match the basin scheme with that count, but I also thought that might be a little taking the, the juice a little bit. Um, <laughs> so so no, I, I I didn't do that. Um, Next one, enter a model you've painted into a painting competition. So um, I'm not sure if you... No, you wouldn't have, would you? Uh, no, um, to be honest, I've yet to paint something for uh, Middle-earth that I'd be comfortable doing so. Mm -hmm. Not not saying, oh, look at me, tell me I'm doing well. Just there is a step above that's required to go into... I've painted armies. I've not painted display level stuff yeah it's on the cards i have some plans um i'd really really like to enter some of the local store stuff with them because i think uh middle earth deserves more of a showing yeah yeah it'd be nice to see something that's not one of the mainline games you know take for instance uh the armies on parade yeah definitely I have a plan for for the 2020 to put an armies on parade middle earth army into my local stores because i think it'd be a good thing um and who knows? I think I'm a bit of a way off doing it for Fest, for mm -hmm. Golden Demon. But there's there's opportunities throughout 2020, I think, to showcase a little bit of what I can do with a painted model for Middle Earth, and I'd like to do so. But sadly, not for 20, uh, 2019. Yeah, yeah, I might do. Mm, I was thinking about um, armies on display and whether my Throne of Skulls board is ready around that time, whether I can just enter that, because that might work. But... We'll have to see about that. That could could be an idea. Uh, I'm the same as you normally when it comes to entering models in competitions like that. So I planned for the last two years to enter something into Golden Demon and just hadn't, hadn't got around to doing it. So I think last year I didn't even get over there. Um, it just wasn't long enough after my second child was born and it just wasn't worth it, especially as I hadn't painted anything to enter. So I didn't even go on the day. The year before I went, but I didn't haven't finished what I wanted to do. So it's... It's, it's a time thing unlike you I paint lots of armies and I paint armies for work so finding time to spend the hours that I want to spend on a model to make it the best I possibly could is, is a problem I have got this box but that's from entering stuff at events if that makes sense so yeah now, you had some stuff in the cabinets at Throne didn't you yeah so because I was there I thought well I'll just stick a couple of my heroes in and they were gaming models and they were on you know they, they weren't based in a way that was going to attract the eye or anything like that so they held um, their own though I'd say they're in the upper half at least uh, yeah I'm not happy with them but I didn't if I was entering that with an attempt to try and place maybe I would have I made the display board and I wanted to, and, and I, you know, I, I, I got a nomination, and that was what I probably wanted to get. If that was my, if I had a goal, I wasn't going to lose any sleep if I didn't get one. But I made this display board 
and knowing that I'm a decent enough painter, I thought I'd be happy if I got a nomination. So that was my goal for that whole weekend was, I think I can get a nomination if I enter. I didn't have any goal for entering the, the Legends or the other painting competitions. Next year, or this year, if when I do it again, will I enter anything? I Again, I don't know, because it will depend on whether there's anything from my army that I feel that I can make stand out enough for it to be an entry. I might still stick stuff in, but am I going to aim for it, if that makes, does that make sense? Get your Azogs for it. They're, they're, they're dead score. Get yeah, your Azogs. But if I'm, I'm not taking Azog to Throne of Skulls, so I, d- I, I don't know what the rules are. I think you're encouraged to take stuff from your army or supposed to take something from your yeah. army. I don't think you're supposed to just take along. Um, here's the army I brought. And by the way, here's my display. If, if that's what you're allowed, then then like, maybe I would do. because. Um, we'll just I'm take your Azogs, army. <laughs> no, no, no. I like, I like, I like my my idea, and if I don't do that idea, but anyway, I yeah, I entered um, a Mel's event in in, in Cheltenham um, in, uh, in January. That he ran a painting competition alongside the best army, and I got I got best army at that event. But there was an overall painting competition as well for different categories, and you paid money to enter the categories, and the money went to. I'm not sure which um, cancer charity it was, but it was from a local player called Ian Baldwin, which again, people listening to this will know. I didn't didn't get to meet him, but he passed away before I started playing in the area. But um, so there's money went to a good good cause. So I wanted to make sure I entered stuff. So I, again, I just picked a couple of things out of my army and, and entered them. So I entered that. So I've entered a couple of things anyway. That was a very long conversation about us not entering painting competitions or anything. <laughs> Um, so the middle box is the one that's greyed out and it's the same on, on 2020s is all of finished models in your army are based um, yeah easy tick for me a model's not finished until it's based so I wouldn't have classed it as the army wouldn't be finished if it's not based so it's, it's agreed same um, although there is the question uh, you never, I've not seen it in middle earth clear basing I've not seen one have you seen one no I haven't actually no I think you'd probably be lynched but um, I don't know it is interesting that it's I've never seen it for middle I've seen it for every other gaming system known to man but uh, I don't know never middle I don't think you would be lynched actually I don't get the impression that this community get quite no? so upset about other people's uh, possibly um, not people other people's people things in, in heresy people get very very upset about other people using clear bases because they wouldn't like them on their own army so therefore people people, people just get upset other I people think. Should, other people <laughs> shouldn't do it either um, uh, yeah it's one of those things that I think generally some people go cool some people say I don't like those um, but yeah that's always going to be I could tick that box for the 2021 now anyway because I wouldn't the model, as I said the model's not regarded as finished until the, the base is done for me anyway um, next box recreate your favourite scene from the movies with the narrative scenario so uh, it's a big no for me I haven't played no, any narrative scenarios which is, which is odd because we both come from a, from a, a system that it's a lot more narrative focused in its overall outlook for the community. Um, and the narrative scenarios really interest me. My excuse, and I think I was talking about this on the last podcast, my excuse for not doing it is that I just don't have the collection of miniatures yet to kind Agreed. of do many of these things. And then it's the logistics of getting together with other people um, to do them. So the stuff I've got painted is a couple of Hobbit era armies, really. So it's kind of like, well, other people have got the opposite. So, yeah. so I want to do notes at, at the end of this year. I would hopefully have some Rohan. I'm going to have a few, um, a few a bit of a small Isengard force, and maybe some Mordor and some Ministeria. So I can start doing more of these cool scenarios. Um, so mm. I hopefully I will. Whether I'll get a chance to do my favourite, maybe, maybe because that might be Helm's Deep. 
So if I get my my plans of building that big Helm's Deep, which I posted the pictures up in the in the um, the group um, a couple of days ago, if we if I get that built and we play it, then that will be a big big tick for me for for next year's one. If it's on there, I don't even look if it's on there. Favorite scenario, we'll we'll see. Um, next, no, I did manage it, Mister Wanless. I need you to finish your Azogs. I need to have that fight. Then I can take this. Get it done, mate. <laughs> he's getting there, isn't he? He's yeah, he's cracking on, but he's uh, he's been distracted by other things at the moment. But uh, we we'll need to get him uh, back on it. Well, he's he's, he's, he's he, well, he's a spare player for Flotsam and Jetsam, so he's painting up a thousand well, points. Better of, stick up to his uh, of, of Azogs, um, and you will you'll have you'll have assistance from either uh, Jamie, Jamie or Tom. <laughs> oh, bless him. <laughs> there's a joke in there somewhere, I think. Um, yeah, there's a joke for people who know those people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and for them, though, if they're listening, I think they are. Um, all men in good jest, but um, I, bless him. He's going to have to manage some people. Um <laughs> Some loud, loud. <laughs> stroke some egos. <laughs> uh, so the next box is play all of the match scenarios at least once. So how did you get on with that? Uh, not yet. Working my way through them, I, to be honest, I don't think I've actually played enough games yet to cover those. Oh, cool. I think I'm about one too shy. I've got through a few of them. Uh, I've, we haven't played... Um, Oh, one, I rolled one with Will recently. We're both playing dwarves, and it's the one where you got to go off the opposite side of the table. We just went, "Should we roll again?" Yeah, let's roll again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's that makes sense. Um, I did it all, and I got my last ones in at Throne of Skulls in December. So there Fair was a f- the, f- the the ones you always avoid. So like your um, oh, my mind's gone blank now. Storm yeah. the Camp, things like that. No, that was the first game I ever played with Storm the Camp. Really? Yeah, oh, okay. Really interesting. Um, there was two I hadn't done. I can't remember which two. Played that with Lake Town with no cavalry. Contest of Champions. Um, yeah, Contest of Champions was one of the ones I've never done. Because it's one that when you're at club, you just go, yeah, we don't want to play that. No one ever wants to play it. So unless you have oh, a... Oh, I ma- like playing. I've got Dane. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> that's the problem, isn't it? You're all right if you're up against someone else who's got a fairly kind of equally killy-ish... Um, leader um, but if you come up against someone who's there, I don't know, their armies led by Saruman or Gandalf or something like that then it's just not really a fair game so um, you tend to kind of re-roll that when you roll that one up at club so some of them I've played lots but I've only played that once but yeah I ticked it was that and there was one other I hadn't done and I ticked them both off um, in December so uh, finish a model that's been on your to-do pile for over a year there's no way I was getting that one, was there? <laughs> no, I did because I bought my stuff in the beginning of December in 2018. Um, so I finished off um, by the time I got round to the end of the year and, and finished off the last few bits because the first some of the first models I bought before I even started on my um, oh god, what are they called? Um, before I even started on my Lake Town was some iron hills i bought some iron hills off a friend and i had that sort of one war band of them and i finished some of them for throne of skulls so by the time i finished them off i'd had them since it was ages actually it was i think it was maybe even october in, in 2018 so that's the only way i got that though so i just they were sitting in a i've got it with my um um what are they called i'm a mayor at the moment trying to remember stuff grim hammers as well so I got some Grim Hammers when Tom and I nearly started playing um, SPG a couple of years ago. 
Well, Tom that was a long time stuff. ago, actually, wasn't it? There was a guy who I see on the groups as well, so a guy called Joe Grocut who was sold us some stuff really cheap, and I bought him some Grim Hammers off him, and they've been sitting in a box for a while as well. So I've had those for ages. So, um, yeah, so that's why I got that. So even though I'd only been gaming just at uh, Middle Earth for just over a year, I still managed to scrape that. Make a display board for one of your armies, so, I, yeah, tick, definitely done. No, sadly not. I actually made some smaller ones so I could get this in earlier in the year as well. So I made two, you've seen those, look like A3 size or tray size ones that I took to um, the the Worcester event and the Bristol event I went to. Um, and I made those so I could get this tick in the box and I thought it'd be fun to do. Um, at that point, I didn't know whether I was going to be going to Throne of Skulls or build, building a big one, the big one I did. But um, yeah, definitely got that. Um, so read The Hobbit or any book from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. How did you get on with that? I did all of them and a few of the others as well. Fantastic. Um, I've, I'm, I'm including audiobooks. Um, <laughs> I listen to them. Um, yeah, I listened to the Rob Inglis Lord of the Rings um, twice last year and The Hobbit. And then I listened to the alternative one, which I found. Which I can't the Phil Dragash one. That's it. Thank you for remembering the name. So if you, if you anyone out there hasn't heard of the Phil Dragash Lord of the Rings um Audiobook. It's worth going to search. It. Oh, really, yes, really the uh, the charge of the Rohirrim. I nearly leaped my desk and punched <laughs> my colleague in the face because <laughs> I just wanted you to kill orcs. It, that is worth it alone for that. It's stunning. It's very well done. So this obviously an un, this is an unofficial um, recording. Um, he doesn't sell it. It's it's completely free. I don't know the legalities around it. To be honest with you, I, I won't post up links in the group. Um, but it seems to have not been taken down from anywhere. You can there's snippets on YouTube, but he's got a website up with it on there. So he's obviously got around it somehow. But um, so it's unabridged, as far as I can tell. Um, uh, yeah, that's I can pretty much I didn't as far spot as I can anything. Tell. It's unabridged. Um, but he uses, and this is the bit I can't get my head around. He's, he, he uses the lots of the music score from the film. Um, so you can, if, if you're, I, I've heard a lot of people say this over the years that they they love the films but they struggle with the audio books because of when they were recorded. So it's a very old style of of it being presented. It's obviously an old, old writing anyway. And I love the Rob English versions, but some people don't. They're not for everyone. They're a little bit, you know, a little bit too dry and a little bit too sort of oldy Englishy for some people um, who prefer the film. So this kind of modernizes all of that by adding the soundtrack to the film. He does voices that are very close in a lot of cases. His ceremony is so close. It's brilliant. They're brilliant. It's a couple that are slightly on the dodgy, but it's whatever you does- think. Whatever you're thinking, listening to me describe this. It's better than you think. It's it's. I was genuinely impressed by the quality of the production on it and how good it was. It doesn't sound like someone's just sat and recorded it and stuck it up on YouTube. Um, you can download. You'll have to search Phil Dragash Lord of the Rings and you will find the the place to sort of download it directly. Um, but it is seriously worth it. Really, really good. So anyway, listen to that. I just wanted to mention it because more people listen to it and listen to the alternative version, the better, really, because. If you don't like the the, you know, the Rob Inglis one, um, give this a go. It's really, really good. Um, so recreate your favourite... Oh, we've read that one. I'm going back up the line. Build and paint a scenery kit. So... Not you... yet. I bought one, but I haven't <laughs> built and painted it. <laughs> Fair enough. In fact, I bought a lot, actually. You've got that little that. table, haven't you? That, that nearly 4x4 four four table that um, Carl so kindly donated and I, we, we got sent up to you. Yeah, got ideas for not necessarily a Skilly F themed, although I'm going to use some of the 
traditional Skiliath ruins. It's more Dale themed to go around the dwarves. Picked up some other bits from the local uh, train shop as well. Uh, so rather than having sort of trees mounted into a, you know, like a bit of uh, hardboard or something, I'm going to build them into sort of almost raised borders. If, if you get around, I've bought some walls and bits and pieces, and also I'll sink them into that. So it'll uh, you can move them around almost keeps sort of a square edge to them. I know that sounds a bit weird, a bit less organic, but it means you can lay things out and it feeds that little OCD demon in my head. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've got some ideas for that. It's, uh, I'll magnetise that as well and uh, build a very useful box with some of that magnetic sheet in there so we can all sort of click into ah, that. Nice. And I'll, a, a mat so I can take it down to the local club or just store it easily at home so I can uh, play with that at home. As you said, I do have the, the board that um, Carl very generously sent up, which is lovely um i think i may make some small alterations to that sort of make it slightly more autumnal to match the elves yeah that's a good idea as well that's a really good idea uh, um it's perfect for it as well when people can't see it but we know what we're talking about but yeah it'll be, it's because it's kind of the more of your sort of stereotypical tolkien-esque kind of greenish rolling hills, t- rolling hills yeah. and rocky outcrop kind of table there yeah, i think it'll look really good and you can very easily Add some, add some of that leaf scatter and things and then buy a few trees for it that have the same leaf scatter on the bases and you can really change the the, the feel to that. It will almost like be you're coming out because of the bit of rocky areas. You're, you, you're coming out of um, Moria and then you, you're just about entering the, the, the Lothorian, that kind of landscape-ish. It could, could fit with that very well, I think. You're right there with me, actually. And I've, uh, there's some unpainted as well, including a river section. Uh-huh. So I'll be uh, doing sort of that kind of thing. I'm thinking uh, Smeagol might make an appearance on his log. Oh, brilliant. Set that into the resin. I think that might be quite fun. That'd be really cool. Uh, <laughs> just little little bits and pieces, nods to, uh, you know, the, the, the fiction and some parts of the book and have a bit of fun with it. I think um, the wonderful thing about the game is, uh, although obviously it's Tolkien's semi-serious um, world, there's a lot of opportunity for humour, yeah. which I love. So I want to introduce a bit of that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, do 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 do. Um, so, um, what have I done? I definitely built some. What have I built? I built. Um, I'm trying to think what I built and finished. Um, I did all of the Osgilithy stuff. I did all in one big go. Um, and then Carl again donated some stuff to me, so I kind of extended my Osgiliath board and repainted some of that to get it to match into what I already had. Um, um, I can't remember what else. I've got four tables worth of stuff. Some of it's stuff I'd already had that I kind of repurposed and reorganised into sort of rather than sort of generic fantasy scenery, but I definitely painted up a whole uh, Osgiliath board, so I think that counts. Um, but <laughs> so, sorry. Play against a play a game against an opponent you never had before. So yeah, plenty of that at events for pretty much... Um, all my games have been against people I haven't haven't played before because um, there's all new people I'm meeting within the within the hobby. Uh, yeah, I can get away with that one because although I've played people, uh, you know, the local scene has been very heavily into heresy. Yeah. So I've managed to drag quite a few of those in there, but we do have people who've come down to the club who have only ever played Lord of the Rings, including Andrew, who's, who's come down, and I've obviously never played him before. So uh, yeah, I get to tick that box. Cool. Cool. Um, watch Lord of the Rings trilogy. Same again, Easy. extended and standard. <laughs> Easy, yeah, yeah, a couple of more than more than once. Um, and then build and paint a new model for one of your armies. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> 
Yeah, we, I suppose you finish your... I, I would definitely say that I'd finished my late town to a certain place um, before I went to the first couple of events. And then I did pick up more models for it afterwards. And one of the last one I painted was probably the Militia Captain. I've not used him yet, but that was a model that wasn't in my original sort of purchase list, mainly because it wasn't available. I don't know if it's available now or not, but I bought it off um, one of the locals, Jack Stanley, and uh, painted that and added that. So that was a tick. Um, yeah. Play a game... Oh, I painted a chunk, so again yeah yeah but you've, you've added stuff though haven't you so you yeah again so yeah so you it's an easy tick isn't it when you when you finish your army and then play with it for a bit and then go right stage two um yeah <laughs> play a game using an army you've never used before again <laughs> yep <laughs> does that came when it's the first when it's your first one uh, I'd, I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like the way that they kind of the, the thought when they design that is is kind of thinking how many people are existing hobby middle earth hobbyists and they probably had in mind well oh, we're using a new army whoever wrote it and if it's J or if it was uh, Rob or something but yeah of course it counts but letter rules written um, <laughs> it definitely counts um, and to be fair I've played with more than one faction this year so definitely. Um, um, create a cool scenic base for one of your or cool scenic bases for your army so um, did you get that or did you does it count having Matt Davis no I think Matt created cool scenic bases <laughs> for my army um, uh, yeah I think ah no actually that's not that's kind of half a lie because again Legolas I incorporated uh-huh. I converted his the the, 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 um, the branch that he's standing on and incorporated that into one of the uh is he generation one of your armies bases. is he one of your armies yes he's in my fandral's halls which i'm working on i have fandral waiting there sitting there he's also an expansion uh as an allied force into my fine hills i'm winding you up um yeah i'm, I'm, I'm just winding myself into tiny little knots here just to, just to fight i, I want to win i want to win he, he's a one-man army and leggy he's legless <laughs> um yeah i think all mine were they were, whether they're cool or not is going to be subjective but yeah there was there was an element of making them thematic throughout and they are scenic they're not just flat um, flat flock or uh, or, or um, sort of bright breast um, earth or something um, and then the last one is start a new army so um, I yeah I, well we know I got through four armies last year so I definitely started a new army four times yeah Lothlorien counts for me although I uh, finished them in 2020 I started them in 2019 <laughs> right so that's that was 2019 and um you you got a lot there considering you weren't trying really you were well, you weren't do you know what I mean you weren't you didn't, I, I you think didn't they were quite compassionate to us new players I'll say that <laughs> <laughs> well I think you can I think there's ways of of whether you're supposed to or not or one thing ticking multiple boxes or not but at the end of the day it doesn't need rules this does it or an FAQ for it it's, it's designed to be a bit of fun and I think that's one of the last things they said in it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's 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 positive. I, what I like about it is, it, so I'll be I'll be honest with you. So a lot of things, it, things like this in the past, I'd have quite often just gone, yeah, okay, whatever, because I don't think I'll get around to doing it. I won't have time. And I was, I don't know, I was in a been in a, such a good hobby place this year with with the new system for me, new system for me, and. When it came out, I thought, this is great. I'm going to have a go. And that's not always the way I am about things. So um, so I've been very positive. And once I started ticking them, I, I honestly thought there was a chance I might do them all. I knew, like I said, that the buy and paint and model within 48 hours and the uh, the narrative scenarios might be a struggle just because of where I was with my collections and things and time. But I thought there was a pretty good chance of doing the rest. Um, so I, what did I miss? I missed four in the end. 
which is not bad going, to be honest with you. Um, and I, I was, didn't count, but I did enough. You, you did a lot, definitely. I think you, you, you've you got to have, you'd had at least 15 or between 15 and 18 there, I think. So pretty, a pretty, pretty good, healthy showing. So we move on to 2020 and um, this will be a bit of an amalgamation of us talking about our plans, I suppose, our hobby plans. And we were going to, we're going to quiz Sam a bit next episode in the many meetings and, and uh, maybe we can quiz him on these and see if there's any of these he, he might do or we'll just find out really what his plans are really because he's he's um, playing a little bit less than us at the moment just because of time and, and his local area I know he's got lots of plans for, for this but it might not be to do the bingo he might think well I'm not going to do as much as I'm not going to get through all those but we'll we'll quiz him a bit so you know so you know what the missing host tonight's uh, planning for next year but let's let's go for the same format then let's this this reading through do you want to you rather than me talk all the time do you want to read them out yeah go for this time? let's go for it people are not too sick of me already uh so watch the hobbit trilogy what so, do you reckon so so have you done this <laughs> i haven't yet no um but it's almost guaranteed you, isn't you, it really are you saying it would be odd to have done this already I'm not saying you'll be old to have done this already, but so, uh, J- Jacob, I'm saying that there's been other things for me to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob and I might have done this already. Jacob, oh, wow. Yeah, so, and he's, um, so, so Jacob's only, only five, and I've only got the extended editions of, of, of these, apart from the Unexpected Journey. So, um, And he, he did really well. We watched them all in one. We watched each, uh, each film in a day um, in a kind of a two and a half hours chunk and then another hour chunk after after a bit of a break so he was absolutely enthralled and we've done them all already so I've already ticked that box off so good start strong Bloody start. Hell. <laughs> well done <laughs> well you know get them out of the way early um, but yeah I think you'll probably do that it's at some oh, point guaranteed at some point and uh, you know it might have to be on my own I'm not sure if you're going to sit through them again in a 12 month period but uh, you never know I see a few people make comments about Oh, the people who don't like those films um, at all or as much as the, the Lord of the Rings ones about well, there's a few jokey comments going around about it just stick them on in the background when you're painting or something like that um, mm. they're not as, as I'm not going to get into this debate here we will cover this on a show at some point because I think it's an interesting topic they're not as good as the, 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 the Lord of the Rings trilogy in my opinion for and there's many reasons for that and a lot of them are very good mitigating reasons for it but I still think they're amazing films they're just not in as, their own right yeah. yeah, I think um, yeah, the, if they'd have made them first, we'd be totally happy with them. Yeah, it, well, we would have been and wouldn't have been because some of the things that people complain about would have upset well, them no matter what in terms of from, from a Tolkien perspective. But they don't offend me at all. They're just, they're just adaptations um, that um, I think are good ones. And they're in Middle Earth. And I still like them visually. I still like, as much as I prefer less of this, the computer generate this stuff and I know why that happened I still think they I still like Peter Jackson's vision of what Middle Earth looked like and uh, um, yeah I just still love watching them absolutely um, and they made songs bearable that's one thing I, I, I'm a, a big hater of musicals I really hate them and I really enjoyed the songs so you know what fair play that alone so next one, play a doubles game. It's almost as if you plan for this one, Steve. Well, yeah, but I, yeah, I don't know whether I'll get this in or not. I'm not going to a doubles <laughs> event. I'm running one. But yeah, you you will definitely get that. Um, and and so will uh, anyone who's listening to this. It's coming to um, to come to Flotsam and Jetsam. Um, yeah, I'd like to. I think if we do, um, if we 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 will have to get together as a group anyway. With so, 
So I you're think in, there's a high probability of it. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get together for some gaming days. So the people that that, that are probably aren't that maybe have missed our location. So I'm in, I mean, I'm in Gloucestershire. I'm in Gloucester, and I game in Cheltenham. They're right next door to each other. For the people who don't know, um, you're in Peterborough and, and Sam's down mm. in Portsmouth. So we're, we're we're quite far away. Sam a lot further away. Um, so. It's, we can't. We're not. We're not gaming with each other each weekend, but we will get together at some point, and I think a doubles game will be good. And it might only be four of us, I suppose, um, when we do our Helms Deep. So that will count as a doubles game, I think. Um, I think it would. I think it would definitely. Um, so yeah, you make can. a display board for one of your armies. <laughs> it will be done if I make Throne of Skulls, which is my my goal. It will be done for that, and I'll be building it beforehand anyway. So even if I don't make it, I will end up with a display board. Yeah, I'll be at Throne and I will have a display board. If it's the army it's likely to be, then I'll definitely have a display board because I've even measured it all up. <laughs> um, it's going to be interesting to see out of these which we, we actually achieve when we have to review it next year, actually, whether our uh, overconfidence and bravado is uh, well placed or not. It's going to become a stick to beat us with. <laughs> <laughs> right, next up, play a game against an opponent you have never faced before. <laughs> Well, um, unless the tourney generates matchups with only people from Peterborough for you and, and Sam, you'll probably achieve this just by coming to Flotsam and Jetsam as well. But I reckon you well, will, no problem. To be fair, if I play you, because we've never had a game. We haven't, have we? Not of any system, actually. No, not whatsoever. So uh, that's always on the cards. So if we do this Helm's Deep scenario and we're not on the... <laughs> probably is likely, given I'm playing Elves and you've got the Rohan... But we'll see where we get to with that. <laughs> yeah, you might be on my side. Um, yeah, so I, I'm pretty confident I will do that. I'll be whether I make four events this year. I'm not so sure. Not with running Flotsam and Jetsam, and I'm looking at potentially. It's not official yet, but potentially running a Flotsam and Jetsam singles in October. Um, but that's mm. yet to be fully confirmed yet. Um, Are you able to make it over to uh, greetings? It's in the calendar. I have a provisional yes from the wife, but um, until she knows what she's working a little bit clo- closer to time, I can't confirm yet. Wait and see when the tickets come out, and I'll see if I can nail that down then. But yeah, that's fingers that's crossed. Um, so paint a monster or siege engine. Mm, when I do that, when I do that, I hope so. Then they're not in my definite. The painting list at the moment so I've got a Rohan army my the Isengard stuff I do might have a troll in it I suppose that might be a way of doing it I might have a blister it's not a hundred percent definite but I think there's a pretty good chance that I will well if, if I do the uh throne army definitely mm-hmm. uh does a chariot count as a siege engine I don't think it does does it I don't think so I don't think so no I don't think it does um it'll happen I, either it, either of the potentials for throne uh-huh. there'll be a monster in it so it's, uh, that'll be done I think there's a pretty hard I mean I've got people I know from listening to the earlier podcast I've got I've got a Mordor army ready to go there and that's so I've got a fell beast there and I've got um, I've got a great beast of Gorgoroth as well sitting in a box ready to go so I've got I've got models ready to be painted it's just how much of these armies I get through in, in 2020 really that's fair enough so uh, paint a model for an army you don't currently play hmm well, yes, because as soon as I start my, as soon as I start my Rohan stuff, then that will that will tick that one off. So that'll be easy. Yeah, same thing. Throw an army again. Yep, definitely. So yes, well, you've you've 
finished two armies so as soon as you start your next one you'll be you'll be yeah okay. yeah um although i don't know i've kind of already started the thrandral's halls really um but i, I do want to get them done this year because i've got the thrandral box set sitting there looking at me rather accusingly but uh whereabouts in the year that comes is another question entirely so next it, up well no it, it says you don't currently play you haven't played with lego last yet so as soon as you uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose we're gonna twist it uh, it'll get done either way it'll get done so uh, watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So do you think you will do that this year? Yes, absolutely. So I was a bit poorly this week, which meant I had two days of not working. So um, yeah, that's ticked as well. <laughs> On Monday and, <sighs> Monday and Tuesday, I, I spammed the uh, I spammed the extended editions while I was lying on the sofa feeling sorry for myself. So yeah, so that, that's that's my second tick. It's the only the only things I've ticked off so far is watched. <laughs> I have watched six extended films and. Uh, and it's only the 16th, so not too bad. You're making me look bad. It's not good. <laughs> okay, so no, I think into that's a middle of game. A bit event. odd, really, to have watched six extended edition films um, midway through January. But yeah. it's committed, committed. <laughs> you should Sorry, be. I was talking over you. So when you say enter a Middle Earth gaming event, mm-hmm. um, y- y- well, you will do. Yes, absolutely. Um, I yeah. two at the moment, three with Throne. I. I, I will do one, I'm sure. I want to do about three or four again. And Throne is, as I said, I've got the wife passed. Obviously, until we know a fixed date, there still could be something that could throw a spanner in the works there till we know what the date's going to be. Um, but um, yeah, that will definitely be it. And I, as I said, I like to do the greetings one. I um, will have to see what comes up locally. Um, I'm doing. I'm running the events locally in, in Cheltenham this year because Mel's not going to be running any, so they will be ones I would have gone to. But I'm sure that... Um, the um, Gardens of Wiltshire guys will run something at that um, big in Bristol, and I'm sure Henry might run something again in Worcester as well. So I will try to get to at least one of those, if not both, when they run local things. Uh, whether I'm going to yeah. be, I, I'm just with work and with young family life now. I've always gone back to work. It's very hard for me to to do what I'd love to do, is just kind of fully engage in the GBHL um, league and travel around and do all these the events people talk about. It's just I have to be realistic for the next couple of years until mm-hmm. the kids sort of get a bit older. That it's going to be hard for me to do that. Um, so I have it's to not just hit. for you. It's everyone. I mean, I I because I play other game systems. I can't really commit to GBHL because I wouldn't get to enough balancing mm-hmm. against the other games I play. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about how many I do in terms of how I do in the league. But I just there's so many good events out there, and I know people would would recommend try this, try that. It's just I I can only really kind of guarantee maybe one full weekend away, and because I'm running a couple of events that takes up my free weekends as well. Um, so I'm really, really looking forward to running the events I'm going to do. So I might only get to go sort of to three or four events and they won't be the the, the further afield big named ones, which I'd like to do. I'd really like to go up to do the Scour and the Cheshire. But again, it's sort of going to be in December and that's tough with kids and stuff. So maybe in a couple of years time, as I say, I'll start to travel around, but I will definitely try and do a couple. Um, yeah, we'd like to do something in Peterborough. Uh, I've been talking to Alex, um, but that's still a very wishlisting kind of stage at the moment because we'd need to do an awful lot of appropriate terrain most of our terrain set up for uh, war games in the far far future <laughs> so buy a model and paint it within 48 hours of receiving it um, when I do that I'm going to struggle you know you never know. You might find one just drops, and you have the perfect perfect storm, so to speak, of hobby. Yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. Um, I'd like to get every box ticked. 
it might be that I've got a lot of the other boxes ticked and I can kind of, like I said, manufacture that by saying, right, well, I know I'm going to have some time to paint, so I'm going to order this now. But I tend to just order stuff in, I don't want to say in bulk, but if I know I'm doing an army project, I tend to order the army, if that makes sense. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see. But yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. I couldn't, I'm not confident on that. I think nearly everything else I can be fairly confident so far, but that maybe not. That's fair enough. I'm, I'm pretty confident I'll do it purely because I'm young and youngish and carefree and have no responsibility. So next up, read The Hobbit or any book from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm, I will definitely do that as long as it's included, if we include in audio books again. Um... Yeah, I'll, I'll probably read The Hobbit. I don't know if I'll have a chance to read Lord of the Rings. I've got so many books to read this year because uh, Sophie, shout out, she's challenged me to do the good reads and... Uh, I have such a huge number of books on the list to do for that uh, this year. I'm not sure if Lord of the Rings will make it, but I'll definitely listen to the Phil Dragash again. Yeah, yeah. That might even be added to my, uh, as I've been spamming the uh, easy boxes to tick, it might might be, might be find its way into the rotation again fairly soon. Yeah, I need to lose some of the uh, December party pounds, so they're good for if I go for <laughs> runs and walks and stuff, so... Yeah, definitely. Well, definitely when I'm working, I think I'll spam. I need to finish um, Baron and Luthien, not Baron and Luthien, sorry, Fall of Gondolin. Yeah. I'm listening to Cricket Live at the moment, there's test matches on, so that tends to take up my uh, my daytime listening. Um, okay, where are we up to? So next Okay, one. enter a model you've painted this year into a painting competition. Hmm. So, yeah, well, I think it's, that's very much going to be a see how it goes. Um, and, Agreed. Uh, and maybe throwing skulls. I'm sure if I'm there, I'll put something in there in the in the cabinet because if, it, if I, I'd do it just to get a tick in the box. But I would have liked to have planned to do something to 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 kind of show off some skills if I do it. But it, it may well just be something from the army. And um, yeah, I'm going to put some time into painting Theoden or Aragorn for my army. But I'm not sure that a single model like that will stand out amongst you know some of the ex- excellent work that people do with their big sort of extra display bases and things for the big for the big heroes and things but we'll see we'll see there's not much i can do for an army of helms deep hero that really makes them stand out they're all on 20 mil rounds they're not really gonna it's hard to kind of make something that makes them sort of stand out and extra special but i don't know maybe i can build a a little just part of the helms deep wall that kind of clips off or something i don't know i'll have a think about it Legolas on his skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> that would work. I think I've seen a couple of people do that already on the in GBHL as well. Yeah, there's been some really nice ones. Although the um the Gimli where he's just sat on the, the dead orc if you can get hold of it. Um where have I seen that recently? I'm sure I saw one in one of the sales groups. Don't even know if it's still available. Mm, it might be. It might be. I definitely saw one, someone was selling one recently in one of the sales groups on Facebook. Anyway, so I think it's just a cool little vignette. Anyway, yeah. uh, right, take part in a narrative campaign. Mm, I don't think I'll do this. Depends um, if we get a Helm's Deep weekend. Yeah, I reckon we, we could rattle through it. We could do a couple of the because obviously the main model is going to be designed for the big game, for the, the big all-in scenario, rather than it broken down. But we could probably build into it a couple of sort of a smaller game scenarios just beforehand or something like that. So we could, yeah, we could make it into a weekend thing rather than just a day, couldn't we? 
play the walls, or at least just play the, the Battle of Helm's Deep. I'd say that's a mini campaign. Yeah. Stretch yeah. the definition, maybe. <laughs> well, we can make our own scenarios up as well, which lead up to it, I suppose. Just a kind oh, of a... Well, yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. We, well, Sam's very good at that kind of thing. We'll get him to do he it. He loves some, his wags, you know? doesn't he? And he said he was going to buy it. I think I'm sure at some point Bye. he wanted to do some wags, so we could kind of do the um, flight to Helm's Deep kind of stuff, couldn't we? Who stole uh, Eowyn's soup? <laughs> well, I think, I think... thrown off a cliff <laughs> there was a meme yesterday wasn't there when I saw a choice sure on a meme yesterday where um, when when they when they returned to Helm's Deep and Eowyn says Lord Aragorn where is he and Gimli says she, he tried your stew and threw himself off a cliff or something like that. you'll have to find that and put it in the group because <laughs> I haven't seen it uh, sounds entirely appropriate though um <laughs> okay, so uh, all of the Finnish models in your army are based. The easy score. I yeah, think we should yeah, all score yeah. this one. Like no I said, problem. Yeah, it's just, that's a given. They're not finished until they're on a base. So uh, finish a good army of at least 600 points. Yes. This is a disaster, yes, because the first thing I'm doing is is doing another another good army. So <laughs> it should be really, really easy. So, I, yeah, I've, I've got a... I'm going to probably expand the, the elves. So. You've got to just add 100 points to them, haven't you? So yeah, like Galadriel and done. Yeah, exactly. So you've done that. You could paint. You could buy her, paint her. Nah, and it'd be my 48 hour one. Yeah, okay. Take a couple of boxes. I like it. Um, All right, start a new army. So yeah, I will be ticking that a few times, probably yep. at least twice, maybe three times. I'm thinking twice this year. I'm thinking the uh, Azogs are on the on the way, and then whatever for throne. Like yeah, paint a new version of a model you already own. Mm, this will be interesting. Um, I've got the that bard that came out last year, the re-release one, just him. Um, I was planning on doing something. It was going to be a golden demon project, which is not going to happen because I'm not sure I'm even going to make it to to. Um, um, fest, depending on when it is, because I'm I know I'm abroad in Greece for holiday at some point in May, so it's bound to clash with that. Things like that tend to happen, but even then, I wouldn't have time. I don't think to paint, not with prepping for the event, paint the Golden Demon model. But originally, he was going to be painted for that, um, but I don't think I'll get it done. But I might paint him for fun anyway at some point and um, do that. So he, I could do it with him. I'm sure I've got other options. Maybe my do, maybe buy those the three young. Um, dwarves and, and replace those in my army or something. There will be there will be options for it. I'm sure. That'd be cool. Um, I'm planning a second chariot at some point. So let's convert them with the uh, Erebor dwarves. Nice. Obviously the Thorin's company. So I suppose that'll count. Uh, yeah, definitely. Not. So, I'm not sure. So they, I'm assuming with that one that you should be a model you already own and have painted rather than just something you've got in a box. Because I've got the original Metal Fellowship in a box, so I've still never painted it. As soon as I, I've owned that for years, years and years and years. As soon as I paint the Aragon from the Three Hunters, technically, <laughs> I'd say that counts. I'd say that, yeah. I think I might do it in a, in a cleaner way, should we say, less, less kind of uh, convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. What's next? Um, Finishing an evil army of at least six hundred points. 
Yes, I will, because I'm the first thing I plan to do this year before I finish up, before I start getting into my Rohan army, will be to finish the Azog stuff, which didn't give me those six hundred points, six, six that give me the tick for for last year. Um, and as it's only finished yet and not start it, doesn't yeah, just just finish. Um, that that will be it. Um, I've got them and a Warband of Iron Hills that I really want to do. They're my kind of hangover models from sort of ongoing projects. Um, and they're probably the perfect thing to do alongside doing all the terrain and prep for Flotsam and Jetsam. Um, and that means some point in March I'll have them all finished off. And then from, from April onwards, I can start my own sort of projects for the year. So seems like a long way off now, but it won't be with the amount of what to do for the event. Um, it rolls around fast. So a couple of months and then I'll start my armies. So it'll be Rohan, I'll be starting. So I've got the stuff ready for Throne of Skulls. So I'll be doing a general Rohan army. Um, so, but I'll be making sure that I do a, a decent amount of foot troops as well and then adding in this sort of the, the, the one more band of Gladrim and, and Haldir which I picked up the other day um, so that'll be what I start with and then once they're done I'm really tempted to do a, I don't own any of this yet which is another pain but really tempted to do it like a 600 point Isengard force as well because I really love that new Saruman model and it'd be nice to oh, have gotcha. some some Isengard to diverse off against the the Rohan, even if it's just extra models for the for the big siege game to help bulk out what we you know, what Sam has and the few bits that Tom has if he's going to join us for that. Um, so I might need a few models for that as well. So I may do that, and I've got my Mordor army that I really want to do that just keeps getting pushed down the uh, pushed down the thing. And if they bring out new Ents as well, that's going to be really hard yeah. to bring out. Yeah, if they bring out four to Ents, it's going to be hard to ignore those as well. But that's another good army. Um, what, about, <laughs> what about yourself? Evil, well, Azog's definitely on the list. Azog's Legion. He's, he's been on the list for a while. I love those four. Um, the, the trolls in particular yeah. are just ridiculous. They're beautiful models. And um, obviously Azog and Bolg, very much uh, into those. So um, they're on the cards. Original plan for Throne was the nine. Um, I don't think that's going to happen now with the difficulty of getting a hold of the uh, Black Riders, yeah. uh, the actual models for sort of generic Rin Wraith, so to speak. On and if someone's listening to this and that happens to have their... Have, have nine few, of the things, yeah. <laughs> I spotted a couple on eBay that I, th- I think I spotted three different sculpts for generic. I don't know how many different sculpts there were. I've got that PDF thing mm. that... It's got all the models that are made, so I don't know. Someone, someone, let us know in the comments or yeah, the show. Let us know how many sculpts of generic ring race there were, and whether there were nine anyway. And if anyone's got any that are going for a reasonable price, contact Dan. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's still on the cards, although uh, yeah, you've got to broker me with this. Uh, <laughs> this <laughs> well, you sort of forged this idea of the Ents, and it's, it's sticking with me. The Ents are eyes and guards. So I think it's going to be a good idea. I think you should do it. Yeah, it's very cool. It would depend a little bit on whether we get uh, new Forge Royal Resins for Quick Beam and uh, Beachbone. Mm-hmm. And obviously... Uh, you can convert them, though. I'd, if I was doing it, as I said, there is a, there's, a, there's a possibility that I'd be tempted if you didn't, but I would do it whether they brought those out or not. Um, I would just convert. I would I would make Treebid taller. I think it's near, nothing wrong with the skull, which is a bit small. So I would be sawing those legs and extending them. And I think you can... You can yeah, do, the arms, you can do suppose, enough well. with, the, with the plastic end model. I think you could convert and do enough with a bit of green stuff here and there. I think you could make enough different ones and do nice character versions. I'd be, I'd be comfortable doing it. I don't know how good they would be, but I, th- I think I'd be comfortable having a go at it because it's a, such a low model count. I know they're big, but 
I'd enjoy the project, so to speak. I'm sure you're more than capable of it. Yeah, I might pick up a couple of the more generic ones and do the spares, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, you get and then, a few spares, uh, don't you? And you can see, yeah, because I think it was... I can't remember how it worked out. I think it was seven ints in the army, including the three named ones. Yeah, that's so, what you're going to get in there, isn't it? I'm sure I watched yeah, uh, one of the top table games. To do four normal ones and then work on the others as you go along. Well, you, you three... Your three heroes, it's basically 500 points, isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. and then you've got your other, your other 500 points to spend on, but assuming Throne of Skulls is 1,000 points again, you've got your other, you can get the rest for that. So you get three more ends in because they're 120? 20. 20. 120, so you get another four. I think I worked it out, seven models total. Yeah, you don't get to I've spend, got it written down somewhere. You can't spend all your points, can you? It's slightly under or something. But Yeah, I think you end up... Um, being 20 points under but it's right yeah, skulls. it's for fun it's cool it's about it's about the theme yeah. for this anyway but um, we won't spoil that theme unless you want to discuss it but we won't spoil that theme otherwise another, that's another day we'll see we'll come to that another day i think you can't give them all away <laughs> okay so uh the next one would be create cool scenic bases for one of your armies um i think i'll do that naturally anyway the way i base um, at the moment, I'm still in a, I'm still in a thing of I'm, I'm not in a, a resin-based buying kind of mood at the moment. I might do for one of my armies later, but um, I will be doing that for my models anyway. They won't just be flat sand or something, so I'll, they'll be there'll be a bit of detail on them. So I think I'll, that'll be an easy tick naturally. Depends for me if I do if I do go along the ends. There'll be lots of poured resin and things like that, so. That will happen. Uh, if not, I'll probably be giving Matt my money and getting more of his Gen Shift bases because they're just brilliant. Yeah, I love and it. And I am a big fan of resin bases in general. Um, it's one of the aspects of hobbying I am less enthused about, <laughs> probably because I, I find it very difficult for some reason. I get a bit of a mental block with it. So resin bases are brilliant because it's there it's consistent quality and i can just get on with enjoying painting them rather than having to faff around and ending up with um artex all over my elbows and all that kind of <laughs> malarkey so artex <laughs> i've seen someone basing with artex <laughs> believe it or not artex oh dear if you like your basing from the uh the 1980s with nice swirls and stippling and uh um, if you could perform that kind of pattern at that scale, <laughs> or, you know, fair play. <laughs> Show my age, you know what that is. Anyway. Um... Oh, you're going to pe- pebble dash your army box. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, build and paint a new model for one of your... Um, um, yeah, that's going to be... I think that's going to be a given. Um, even if we count um, adding the one of the invisible ring bearers to stuff, I think that'll be a... There'll be a tick somewhere. I don't think that'll be a problem. Yeah, there's plans for more uh, Iron Hills, so uh, mainly goats. I'll do that anyway, just by adding, just by finishing off my Iron Hills with a few the few yeah. bits I've got. So yeah, I, that will be an easy tick then, because I can't leave those unfinished sitting on my desk. They will be done, even though I don't want to paint them. Really, really don't. The Azog stuff I'm kind of looking forward to doing. I really, really don't want to paint the last 15 Iron Hills I've got. The the armor's all done as well, but it's kind of... The, because I'm not using it at the moment and I've got my head in other projects I really don't want to do the, the last bits of it but I will just for the completionist because it'll make me feel good when it's done that's totally fair I, I, had a, I had a moment or two when I was painting them 
<laughs> okay, play a game using an army you have never used before. Um, well, as soon as you uh, well, as soon as you use, use those elves. elves for the first time, you've got that, haven't you? Um, I imagine I will. It might not be till Throne of Skulls, depending on how quickly I paint um, the Rohan stuff. But I'd like to think that I'll be do that a couple of times over ne- over this next year. But um, yeah, I will um, definitely do that. I'd be very surprised if I don't. Something will have gone seriously wrong if I don't get to do that. Well, sorry, what then? <laughs> Build and paint a scenery kit. Yeah, that's going to be easy. I've already built stuff, um, and there will be plenty of that ticked off just for, just for Flotsam and Jetsam alone. Um, I'll probably add other stuff later in the year as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've got plans for this year. It definitely needs to happen this year. I want I want to get army done and get a, a board done for home more than anything else. So people just come around and play. So that's yeah. definitely on the cards. It will happen. Cool. Uh, paint and incorporate a technique or paint a model and incorporate a technique you haven't mastered um, so I definitely like I said I, I genuinely mean this I've, there's, there's lots of stuff I haven't mastered um, but there's I, I don't know why my, my brain's stuck on trying something new that I've not done and there's not a lot of techniques I've not at least tried with the work I do um, so it depends how tenuous I want to make it I, I probably will try something Um but you know, most things I tend to do, but I've definitely not mastered. Um, I still haven't mastered um, non-metallics to the level I want to. So if I finish that um, display troll, I, I'll probably do it on that. I don't know. We'll see. I, I imagine oh, there'll be something I can I can I can include as a tick there. Yeah, non-metallic metals is right up there for me. Everything's sort of brown when I've tried it so far. It's just something I just can't get my head around. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try and uh, get to a course with. Mr. Wardle at some point. Yeah. If you're going to learn, learn from the best. Absolutely. So um, that's something I hope to be able to do and maybe incorporate that into one of the other boxes, entrance painting competition perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be one of those things I'm not going to paint an entire army in non-metal metallics. So, so, the, uh, so the people that come into Flotsam and Jetsam, um, the reason I couldn't expand it any more than the, 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 the 10 tables is because upstairs in Incon Gaming, that day is a cult of paint um, painting class going on. I don't know which painting class because they do lots of different sessions with different things. But anyone that's coming to that weekend event, they're interested, and you get a chance to pop your head upstairs, um, chat with Henry, and, and, and I don't know who's running it that day. Will it be Henry and Andy, or both of them? But um, very, very good, um, amazing painters, amazing classes that are sort of mixed across all different systems now. Um, and uh, yeah, they're very, very good. So yeah. But if you're coming to my event, uh, pop upstairs and have a little look. Sorry, a little side, pro- just a little side uh, plug for them, but they're good guys and they uh, deserve it. Um, I keep losing track of I'd completely are. forgotten about that, to be honest with you. So you, uh, you have to try and uh, chain me to the table downstairs or something now. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you're, you're, Sam will need you. Sam will be sc- screaming. Help, oh, he help. just he just needs chaff so he can cut everything to pieces with Aragorn. That's what he's doing. <laughs> if it is, if you can use uh, elves as chaff, but I uh, finish your model that has been in your to-do pile for over a year. Um, I can, <laughs> I can manufacture that by not finishing the stuff that I've started. Yeah, I think this is the hard one. It's easy to plan for, I suppose. Um, I'm sure it'll happen naturally. To be honest with you, something won't get done. Um, like the in my to do pile, I've got um, I've got Mirren and Dra probably sitting there that weren't part of my current Iron Hills army, but I've owned them for a few months now. So I imagine 
doing something like that or it will be like like I said that that bard at some point if I haven't done him by November when do they come out November time if I haven't done him by then that will count there'll be um, something if I'd like to do my fellowship at something at some point this year that metal fellowship I really wanted to, to be in a position where I can kind of finish painting some armies and I can say just paint the fellowship up they would definitely count because I've owned them for, for probably for a decade or something like that so um, so yeah there's, there's a chance um, but it, a lot of it will come depend on if it just happens naturally I'm not going to kind of I'm not going to try and manufacture it, but it might well just happen. Yeah, I think um, Thranduil would possibly be the only likely candidate for me. In fact, he's the only model I own painted for Middle Earth. Yeah, that will that will actually fall within the period anyway. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I'd be a little bit disappointed with myself if I actually was able to tick that box. That's one I actually don't want. <laughs> I'd rather get it painted earlier than that. Earlier than you. I think. What else is? I suppose I've got some Goblin. I bought Escaped in Goblin Town a few years ago, again, when I was thinking about getting into the game a few years ago. Um, and I've kept all those models, and I recently bought a second set because I needed the um, uh, the terrain in it for Flotsam and Jetsam. It's going to be another one of the tables. Um, so I got a full set at a very bargain price. I think I got it for about £40 or something, didn't I? I can't remember what I said. I sent you guys pictures of it. But I've got two sets of Goblin Town now. I really want to try and do a fun one day contrast paint job on the army so again I've owned those models for long enough for that to count as well it's been on a kind of mental to-do list for a while I've got an idea of kind of doing um, different colours but built up with the zenithal using the flesh ranges that you get for scale 75 paints but then using thin down contrast on top so not contrast just on white um, I've done it a bit before with some other models so you're basically using it as a glaze rather than using it as like the the basic contrast straight out of the pot kind of thing but also a really quick way of doing a a, a decent standard army so um, I think a couple of people have done this already I wouldn't be the first person to do it but if I get a spare day and I fancy the challenge I might well kind of do something on the podcast for it or at least in the groups like do some live Facebook bits updates and stuff see if I can do it all in a day but that will count that will get me a tick for that it might get me a 600 point evil army as well depending on how many models I've got on it <laughs> 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 Either way, you're doing it. Um, you might, yeah. If you, to be fair, if you bought, uh, I don't know the troll set. Mm-hmm. You know the uh, the three trolls uh, within 48 hours of that. You might get that as well. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay, recreate your favourite scene from the movies with a narrative. Um, yes, I'm glad that one was in there. Um, that was we were speculating from the last sheet. Um, yeah, if I get the Helm's Deep built and we can all get together for a weekend, then. Um, then yes, because it it's debatable what my favourite scene is, but it's definitely joint favourite. So for me, that would be up there. So if we get to play on that that Helm's Deep um, table, then that will be big tick for me. See, I I I, I don't actually know what my favourite scene is. And in fact, a lot of my scenes remotely battle appropriate. I think uh, Smaug versus Bilbo is a little bit one sided, <laughs> um, but. Uh, I think there's uh, Amon Hen is definitely up there. So the opportunity <laughs> to play that would be pretty cool. There's nothing wrong with that. If your favourite scene happens to be Smile versus Bilbo, then that's that's fine. Um, funnily <laughs> enough, so I've got a... You, I know you know about this. So I've got... Uh, i had it for a couple of years now. I think it's for my 40th birthday. I got a Warhound Titan that I've never built sitting in a box. And I'm planning on selling that. And it went, 
I'm selling it only to purchase a smaug with or nearly thereabouts. I don't think they're quite the same price anymore. Um, so if I do, then and I get round to painting smaug this year, I've got a Bilbo. Um, we can play. <laughs> we can play that scenario. <laughs> the shortest scenario in the world. And you can and you can tick it off. <laughs> um, smaug keeps on sitting. I nearly pulled the trigger on him when I went down just before Christmas. Beautiful, beautiful. I came very close. And I just. I talked some sense into myself and went, you'll never you'll never find anywhere to put the thing for a start. I've got too much. I need to get rid of some stuff. I think that's the problem. I've got so much stuff sitting here. I've got blooming Titanicus force that needs to go by way of uh, mm. Facebook and make room, I think. I, I'm, I, without getting into a, do I want to get rid of other game system bits and bobs, um, when I move my office, that there is the temptation there to maybe offload some stuff, but we'll have to see how that goes. Um, yeah, house it, moves on the cards this year, and I think that I'm going to have to have a what do they call it? Rationalisation. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm reluctant to get rid of painted armies um, because I've said a lot, uh, especially on the other podcast I, I do, um, that um, I don't mind them sitting there in the cabinet when they're um, when they're fully painted because I might want to use them one day, but something might have to go if it's never going to get used for example I've got a 2000 point AOS army that I've never played a game with and that doesn't mean I'll never play OS but I've got this funny feeling that if I get the urge to play OS and I want to go and give it a go that I'll want to do something different for it anyway but um, I just can't see it really I can't see me wanting to play I'm very it's much a shame uh, it's a beautiful army it, it's, yeah, it looks nice but I'm I'm a um, I, it, it's it. SBG and Lord of the Rings is such a, a big part of well, Lord of the Rings being such a big part of my life in terms of fantasy. Um, that and there's a brilliant game that I love for it. I can't see why I'd want to play another fantasy system. It just it 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 ticks all the boxes I need for it. But I know it's no, like. I completely get it. If you if you if I sell that army, who knows? A year down the line, I might. Oh, I wish I still had it. So um, I'm not going to get loads for it anyway. You never do. Um, but anyway, that's not what this podcast is here to talk about. But so I do get what no. you mean about having to clear space and stuff like that. Um, right, we've got start a battle company. Right, so I got some bits and models together and started doing some conversions for one when battle companies came out last year, and just didn't have the time to go to the local club and play the campaign so um, oh, they were doing it as a league I think um, and there's nothing wrong with that for me Battle Companies looks like something that's perfect to play with a group of mates for a bit of a campaign day rather than doing as a league if that makes sense for me I would, I'd want to make Battle Companies very narrative because I think the game is written very narratively but because of the way you kind of build your your forces, it, the way it, it's weird, isn't it? It's like Necromunda leagues and Blood Bowl leagues and things like that. They um, Blood Bowl leagues make sense in some ways because it's a sport kind of thing. But I think when you do campaigns with Necromunda and you got battle companies, I think to get the most out of them, you're almost better than playing with two or three close friends and doing it in a, in a short space of time rather than doing it over a six week period. Doing it, having to do it as a league, because that's the best way to organise people to play. And you lose a little bit of that kind of narrative bit, and then some people can't make every week, and then people drop out. This never seems to. Everyone has a great idea at the beginning. Oh, we're going to do this league. It's going to go over two months, and blah blah blah. And then they always seem to kind of fizzle out a bit at the end with only half the people playing all their games. And I'd be guilty of that myself, and I'm too busy. Yeah. So I think real that's life the, gets in the way too. And that's the only reason I haven't done it. I love the idea of it, but I'd, I'd probably prefer to build it and then like 
myself and Sam, a couple of other people, just got together and spent a whole day playing each other and make up a little story that kind of matches it all. So then I would. So will I do it? I don't. It's definitely not on my priority with all the other things I've got to do. Um, no, I'm in a very similar place to you with that. Um, potentially, given our more fledgling uh, community around here, there's possibly more of an opportunity for it because it's an opportunity to people to play with models they've got painted, yeah. Yeah. which are likely to be smaller sized. Uh, but it's not really something that's been massively spoken about. So we'll, we'll have to see. It's, of all of the squares on that sheet, it's probably not the one that's most likely to get done. Yeah. I'm still so excited to play the main game. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I've I think, not run out of steam with it yet enough no, to need I, more. If I think if I'd been in, in Middle Earth gaming for SPG gaming for, for as long as some other people in this hobby have, and then when that came out, they would have been more excited about the change. But when that book came out, I bought it and I'm happy to own it. But I was still kind of learning and still only a few months into picking up the games fresh for myself. So it, just, it kind of didn't have the same impact for me um but um yeah i i will at some point i've started to convert some models and they're not painted so maybe just by finishing them off and actually rolling up the actually deciding what's going to be in the force and writing it all out and playing a game with them will count as that so if that naturally happens then great um we might be able to work it into something you never know we might be able to find a way to to if again if we get together for that helm's deep thing if we're playing games that take half an hour, it might be something to do when we're in, after in the evening. Once we've played a big game, and we can uh, have a few beers and, and play some games that don't take much concentration and have some fun with it. Get Sam to do some role play elements. Get some add some role play elements to it or something. With him being a bit of a dungeon master. True, that would be uh, an interesting dimension to add to it. I think um, it'd, it'd be a lot of fun. I think it lends itself more to that role play element, and that's definitely Sam's cup of tea. Yeah, I, we've um, I've just purchased. This isn't some games which are related at all, but it's Lord of the Rings related. I just the humble bundles. If people have seen them, I've just purchased all the um, Crucible Seven, um, Lord of the Rings stuff, their Middle Earth stuff for Five E. I'm not a role player. I haven't played role play since. Well, why am I fantasy role play? I don't think back when I was about fifteen or sixteen, but I um, picked that up because it was ridiculously cheap. It's about Eight, seven or eight full PDFs and all the maps and all the dungeon masters and all the player stuff and I think it worked out like 12 quid so it was a bargain so I just snapped it up because I think they lose, they've lost the license or something's changing so I snapped them all up so at some point in the future with Sam Beanie's D&D stuff and he's up for running a, a Lord of the Ringsy type thing I might give it a go it might be that we do it, over, do it over Skype or something like that but they were such a bargain it was worth going for um, but that's enough of a digression away from non-Games Workshop things. So, um, I mean, outside of the plans there, is there anything else that you've got planned? I think it's cut, just by discussing that, I think it's pretty much covered most of my my loose, my fixed plans and my loose plans for, for, for the hobby for the year, actually. I think I've talked about most things. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, possibly uh, even come to more conclusions in my own head <laughs> since we've gone through it since yeah, I think the ends are probably going to happen, damn you. It's a brilliant idea, to be honest with you. And I'm, I'm saying that because we both came up with it together, not because I've said, oh, it is my idea. We um, we kind of came up with it at the same time, which is, just shows you what a good idea it will be. And that realisation of, I think it would make an amazing board, that idea. And I think it would be very impressive and people would love to see it. Well, we'll see what happens, won't we? But it's looking more and more likely as time goes. I'll go to that. 
No, I think you should definitely do it. Definitely got to do it. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think we've covered it all. My, my main, my, the thing I definitely want, we're disappointed if I don't do this year, will be to paint um, a decent sized Rohan army, which can do the Pelennor Legend, Legendary Legion, can do um, the AMO one probably um, from the new book, and we'll also have enough extras in it so like the for Haldir and some Gladrim to do Defenders of Helm Deep which I plan to take to Throne of Skulls so that's my main goal but I really want to finish off those little bits I said so I have an, an evil army and then um, probably after the Rohan it would be do another Lord of the Rings evil army which makes sense if it was Isengard I've got that Mordor sitting there which I really want to do it's all sitting there own you know I own it all so at some point I'd love to get to the stage where I've painted those as well um, but I've got like a Faramir's Legendary Legion ready to go and other Minas Tirith stuff as well so I can add to that afterwards so if I got to December and I'd added Minas Tirith and Mordor and Isengard to the Rohan had four more armies then that would be amazing it's, it's perfectly potentially possible as well with the amount of the speed I can paint stuff um, but the main you goal you to sell a child or something and make some room <laughs> You can buy more shelves, bully bookcases, and where are my models displayed? <laughs> and these models aren't that high. They can they can be space made, especially when we go into the new office. I'll I'll get models in there, even if it meant things like that AOS army, which isn't being used when in a case. Um, then I would then I would do it. But I want to, like I said at the beginning, I want to genuinely do want to do a lot more narrative gaming in SPG, and the only way to do that is to own some of the armies and some of the models from the from that you know that we see in the in the films really. Um, and at the moment, we're just with Survivors of Lake Town and Army of Thor and some Iron Hills. It kind of limits me a bit, so I really need to go and buy and paint the models from the things I prefer um, in the films and books, and that's what I'll be doing. But, yeah, so I think, I mean, that's a lot longer session than the, the, the chat on this night than we thought yep. it was going to be. Um, so what we'll do is we'll take a quick break now, and then we'll come back and we'll close the show down. And we're back for one final time, just to say goodbye, really. But um, um, thanks for listening to our uh, meandering chats there about ourselves. It's very indulgent this time, talking about what we've been on to do and what we've been doing. But um, hopefully it was still interesting enough for you while you commute or paint or whatever it is you happen to be up to. Um, so, um, Dan, who, anything you'd like to say before we go? Any shout-outs or anything? To uh, right, well, um, first of all, let us know how many squares you managed this time. It's mm. a really cool thing to do. Let us know about that. And so I've got a couple of shout outs. The usual Legion of Peer Reward Gamers. So um, check us out on uh, Facebook. We have a group. Just search for us on there. Quick shout out to the boys from Greetings from the Warp. They're going to be running the uh, their first Middle Earth event. Uh, they've said the 1st of uh, August, but that event has changed. So uh, if you pop onto the Greetings from the Warp on uh, Facebook, keep a track on there. They'll update with all of that kind of uh, stuff and any event-related details there. So uh, they'll nail all those details down on when you can buy tickets, etc. And lastly, uh, a bit of social media, Fortunate Son of Horus on Instagram. Cool stuff, cool stuff. So, um, so I didn't think I had any, but um, I think... Um, as I, I mentioned it earlier when I was talking about what I've been watching and stuff. So um, check out Tawny. Um, for um, to sort of if you're looking at running events and things, so if you've not used it before, heard of it, it's well worth looking at. So it's Tawny, so T 
T-U-C-O-U-R-N dot E-E. Um, and that will take you to Andrew's website and you can sort of see all about that. Um, and also check him out on uh, Beer Clipper on YouTube. And then, and always, always plug in YouTube, guys, but look at look at Top Table Gaming and check out some of those um, live battle reports they've done. They upload them to, to YouTube afterwards. If you're like me and you don't get to watch things live very often because you're busy doing something else, you can go back and watch the, the videos afterwards. But go and have a look at those and see what you think. Um, I just want to have a quick um, shout out to about the event I'm running. So, yes, it's sold out. Um, at the moment, um, there were a couple of people that well, there was one person that bought double tickets, um, so that went through one person on reserves. And we've only actually got one team in the reserve list at the moment. So if you did miss out and you want to go on reserve list, just get in touch with me. You can get in touch with me by the show, um, and we can add you on your on there. My in my experience of running events in other systems, that that people always drop out in the couple of weeks leading up to an event. Um, so I will, might be looking for people to to fill those slots. So if you fancy being a reserve, and um, you know, with only one team in the reserve list at the moment, you'd have a fairly good chance. Still, I wouldn't be calling out for reserves if there were already sort of 10, 10 or so teams in the list. So give us a shout if you want to go on the list. Um, other than that, um, yeah, please just um, thanks for listening. Um, find and like our Facebook page if you could. Um, always helps us out, get, gets us known a little bit more. Share the page, share the uh, share the, the shows when they get there. Tell people if you enjoy the show. Um, join our group um, and you know post your hobby and stuff in there as well. Um, there's a nice friendly atmosphere in there. Um, and then we've got Instagram and Twitter as well. So if you start searching for out of the um, frying pan podcast, you can generally find us. Um, but um, on Facebook, it's fairly easy. On Instagram, it's OOTFP podcast. And Twitter, it's OOTFP because someone had already taken the other bit. Um, and if you want to get in contact with us just by email, you can contact us at OOTFP podcast at gmail.com. All those links are in the show notes. Um, I always ask so you can just scroll down and uh, click on those um, but um, again thanks for listening and we will catch you soon with episode 5 thanks everyone bye Run!